everyone, this is Rob. And Michelle. And welcome to Boon Bape, your weekly podcast and everything you need to know about old school RuneScape. All right, so this week up on the docket, we are going to be going over, of course, stuff that's been going on with us and what we've been doing this week on our accounts in real life and stuff like that. And then this week, we're going to be going straight into the poll. We actually got poll 78, which is this is going to be first of many, hopefully, that they Mm -hmm. have slated for this year. Supposedly, they're going to have one every two months, essentially. We'll see if that keeps up. But either way, this is going to be the first one, and it's a quality of life poll. So there's going to be a lot of really interesting stuff here that they're going to be focusing on um, stuff like including PVM stuff as well as skilling stuff like mining and hunter. Yeah, and they're going over some of the near-miss stuff in the past that failed, but now would probably pass. Yeah, there is a lot of stuff that only failed by like less than 1% in the past, but obviously now with a much more lenient 5% uh, decrease to the requirement for stuff passing, uh, they're repolling quite a few things. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, we are going to be going into the actual update for this week. It's a smaller update. Really, it's just a little bit of, again, kind of like quality of life stuff and improvements for Secrets of the North and the new boss, Muspa. So we're going to be talking about that. And then finally, there is going to be a little bit of a mod Q&A. Not really too much to go over there. Just kind of talking about the quest, but we'll talk about it anyways. And then we'll finish off with our very own Q&A like we normally do. Yep. But before we get into any of that, Michelle, how's it going? It's going really well. I actually have like some bigger things that I've done this week. I got 99 fletching. Nice. Yeah, and I reached with 99 fletching, I got 2150 total, which is kind of cool. That's pretty cool. So I'm really close to 2200. Yeah, pretty much maxed. No, I just, I'm excited for 2200 because then I can go to those worlds. (laughs) Oh. It'll make it easier whenever I go to the wilderness, like less people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But as well as that, I also got 99 woodcutting. I got two ninety nines this week. Nice. I'm so excited about it. And I have no idea what I'm going to do next. I also got a level in something else, but I have no idea. I'm at 2152. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm so excited. Actually, that was the other one was also woodcutting. I was at 97 in each last week. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. A lot, a lot of levels. Mm-hmm. So I now have 1099s done. Only 13 more. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> when you say it like that. Yeah. <laughs> this only took me four years of progress. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what I'm working on next. Right now, I'm currently just like doing shooting stars because nothing. Shooting stars is the only other thing that's as AFK as Redwoods. But the beginning process of shooting stars is not AFK at all. You have to go and find the stars. Yeah. So. Well, once you get there, it's pretty AFK. Yeah, once you get there, you can stay here for like longer than you can at Redwoods, really. But uh, yeah, so I was doing this. I also like did a few inventories of prayer, did some inventories of cooking. And what else did I do? I was just trying to figure out what could be AFK, and nothing was as AFK. I tried to do fishing uh, monkfish, and it kept switching spots. That was yeah. annoying, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, if you have any suggestions of AFK ways to scale, like, actually, several minutes AFK is what I want, which is, I think, I'm convinced it's only shooting stars. Yeah. There's I mean, something probably. I don't know about. Please tell me. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm, I can't, I... I can't deal with other people's AFK methods that are only 30 seconds right now. After being so spoiled at Redwoods, like getting logged out on mobile because I would be standing there at the same tree for so long, I can't go back. So what she's trying to say is she doesn't want to play the game, but she still wants to be logged in. So if you know any methods, then... I want uh, to be logged in while I like play uh, games on my computer, and I'll just not have to pay attention (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the true RuneScape way. Right. I'm like, am I having fun? I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I just want to get some more 99s, obviously. But 
Or you can yeah, help me in, help me in convincing her that any of the faster methods are better. Oh, of course they're better, but I hate them. Like the getting fletching to ninety nine, that last hour was so brutal. So brutal because I just get kept getting so tired. <laughs> okay. You weren't even here. You were you were like where were you? At work or sleeping? I mean, regardless of whether I was here, I I know what it's like to train a skill for an hour. You don't get it. When it's the ninety eight to ninety nine, you don't it's understand. Extra I left clicked and then I left clicked again. He doesn't get it. And it was so funny because I was doing like uh, dragon darts and amethyst darts whenever I ran out dragon darts. But like the back and forth clicking, like I would get so disoriented sometimes and I would just like, I don't know. It's like I couldn't control my hand. And like every few inventories, I'd like pick up my mouse in my hand and just like shake it to like chill, chill, chill. It was really weird. Okay. It was fun though. I got the 99. <laughs> That's cool. Fun. It was fun to get the 99. Yeah. Let's say that. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I've just been doing a lot of raids per usual. Some TOA. I actually did some chambers this week, too. Nice. Yeah, we didn't see any. You got three TVOs. That's crazy. No, we didn't see any purples at chambers, unfortunately. We saw two different things this week at TOA. So that was nine and a half mil each, which is not too shabby. But, you know, not the eight purples we saw last week. So that's pretty disappointing. Well, to be fair, all those purples kind of sucked. Uh, A couple of them were good. We got, like, uh, some Missouri pieces. Yeah, but, I mean, they weren't the shadow, which is really all that matters, right? He doesn't even raid. I can't deal. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's those are pretty much all I've been doing. I was, like, almost getting tired of TOA yesterday. I think it's just because we haven't been getting as much purples, and I'm like, I'm just being (laughs) negative about it. Yeah. I wasn't being, like, um, a toxic gamer or anything, but there was part of me that was like, maybe I'll just go do other stuff for a little bit. So I did, like, some clue scrolls and things. I still have not gotten Tangaroo, even though I've been doing farming every day. Wow. I've been considering, like, maybe playing some more scary games on stream sometimes because I do miss playing scary games. Yeah. If I do, I vote, did a little poll and people voted out last. Nobody voted for Resident Evil 5, so it's, like, awkward now if I play that. Yeah. Everyone will hate me, clearly. No, I think it'll be fine. Hopefully. But... Yeah, uh, I also wanted to say, because I was talking to Robert about this, and me complaining about like people saying how stuff's AFK when it's not really AFK has reminded me, yeah. my new pet peeve, because my old pet peeve used to be, be people saying stuff was AFK if it's AFK for 30 seconds. My new pet peeve is people saying the hardest invocations are so free. And I'm like, please stop. Nothing, no, no. If you're listening to this and you've rated with me, you've probably done it too. I feel like everyone does it. Everyone has like certain hard ones that they're like, yeah, it's actually really free. And I just am like, it's not free. You just learned how to do it and you're good at it. That doesn't mean it's free. You're just good at it. And I just wanted to say, stop calling stuff free because it's annoying. Would you rather they call it easy? Uh, I don't know, actually, because I know that would annoy me too. I'd be like, stop. People are like, yeah, insanity is really free once you're used to it. And I'm like, so it's not free. You're just saying you're good at it. Yeah. <laughs> That's not I what mean... being free is. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. If you're trying to take it as literally as possible, I do take it very literally, clearly. Yeah, clearly, <laughs> clearly, you take every I'm all word at face value. Upsetty spaghetti here. <laughs> yeah, like all right. I say it all the time. People are just saying like the most ridiculous stuff, and they're like, "It's free," and I'm like, "I we've wiped with every one of these invocations. I feel like they're not free." <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't you know. You just have to learn. That's yeah. like once I speak, if I ever like speak fluent Dutch, I'll be like, "Yeah, learning Dutch is so free." It's like no, you spend time learning and doing it. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think I'm a good person to uh, input on this. You need to agree with me. No, because <gasps> I don't agree. Because <laughs> I, I think Vorkat's wow. easy. 
Do you think it's free? I think the only content in this game that I've done where I'm like, all right, this is actually pretty difficult is Gauntlet. What about Zora? Zora, you struggled with, I thought. Zora, I've done less than 100 kills at, and I already have it. So, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not the best person to talk to about this because, I don't know. I don't think a lot of things in this game are not easy. <laughs> I wish you all could see the look I've been giving him this entire time. <laughs> I, I mean, it's... Like, let's be honest. It's a point-and-click game from 20 years ago. How hard can it be? You're just as bad as all the free Invo people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't... Okay, all my friends. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know about uh, the free stuff, but oh there's definitely God. a lot of things in this game that are just straight-up easy. Let's move on. How yeah. are you? Uh, Pretty good. <laughs> uh, speaking of easy, I got uh, 1,500 total, so that was pretty nice. cool. Um, <laughs> so free. Yeah, I got. Um, I actually got all my mining levels like a few days ago, so I got to seventy-two, and then I stopped there. And then I got. Uh, I went to Tithe Farm, and I got a few levels there. I got to sixty-nine. Nice. nice. Um, so almost seventy-one there. I need to get seventy-one so I can start thieving master farmers for their um, their little herb, herb pockets. No, not monies. Oh, I was thinking Artie Nights, and I was like, what herb pockets? Do they have weed on them or something? No, no. Yeah, the master farmers, because I need their seeds. I thought you are just making a weird joke. No, because I need to get in my herb lore. I didn't know you need 58 herb lore to get an herb sack. I already have the money for the herb sack and the seed Yeah, box. he was all prepared to get the herb sack, and then he was like, did you know you have to have an herb lore level? And I was like, I did not. That kind of sucks. Yeah, so I think I'm like 51 or 48, but I need to get 58, which is actually pretty easy. I mean, it's, you know, this low-level stuff still, so that'll mm -hmm. be pretty easy. But besides that, I also ended up, uh, I did a little bit of AFKing ranged, so I got... Oh, yeah, you've been in a lot. Um, yeah, I went from 61 to 68, so that was pretty cool, just AFKing a bit with good old um, Dorgishan crossbow. The sand crab. The sand crab. I'm on, <laughs> I'm on Sand Crab Island. Shout out to anyone that doesn't know that Sand Crab Island exists. Where is Sand Crab Island? I don't even know where you See, are. See, you don't even know. I thought you were at like the Moger area. Nope, I'm on Sand Crab Island. Is that the Moger area? Nope, it's literally called Sand Crab Island. Where is it? <laughs> Everyone look up Sand Crab Island. Yeah, I don't even know where this is. A lot of people don't know what Sand Crab Island is. I feel but, like you're um, just messing with me and it's the Moger area. I'm not. You have to have a quest done and then you can go there. But um, to Sand Crab Island. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even joking. But uh, I can't look this up right now because we're recording. So I'm just like, you yeah. suck for bringing this up and not Shout telling me. Shout out to all my sand crab homies. Oh my god. Yeah. So I got 1500 <laughs> on sand crab island. <laughs> on sand crab island. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was pretty cool though. I got 1500 total level, and I'm working a little bit closer towards my goal of getting base 70s, which is really what hey. I want to do. And uh, yeah, so I'm pretty close to that now. I do have a few skills that are pretty low, like 50 still. Like um, my prayer still at level 50, but I did kill quite a few blue dragons to get their bones. So I think I oh, probably nice. have like 60 banked if I had to guess if I use the chaos altar, but we'll see. Are you going to do that? Um, yeah, probably more than likely. It's just too good, the XP, to not do it, even though you I might do, die. You can just do one inventory at a time so you don't lose much. Uh, I just do it at like 1 a.m. when no one's on. True. Yeah. Really? Honestly, I've been trying to go to the Willers a few times. Yeah, I really like no one is on at 1 a.m. Once you, it's funny enough because if you wait long enough and you go at like 4 a.m. Uh, Pacific time, then. So when they start waking up again. Yeah, that's actually when like all the UK people start getting on. So then there's more people on, mm -hmm. even though it's still US worlds. Yeah, there is like a weird little window of time where there's not also, much people. Well, also 4 a.m. here is three or 7 a.m. in um, East Coast. East Coast. So. Yeah. 
I know people always show up whenever I'm ending the stream and they're like, I just got here. And I'm like, it's 4 a.m. I've been here for eight hours. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Last night around that time, I was actually, I did like a clue scroll and it was Roger the Update. So I went to the Wilderness in One World. Literally, there's only 12 people online. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, common. maybe I should go try to do Vedion. But then by the time I was on the clue scroll, it was like going up like closer to 100. And I was like, it's just going to get worse from here. <laughs> yeah. Once you like in the middle of the night, even on like 1500 worlds, they'll get pretty close to like 50 people. Pretty, mm -hmm. pretty normally for a lot of the US worlds. So I, I can't wait to unlock 2200 because those are always the emptiest worlds. And I'm like, please. Yeah. I so wanna. that's probably what I'll end up doing for my bones and stuff like that. I don't think it's really worth it to do. I mean, I, I guess I could do the um, the altar at Port Phasmatis, but I don't think it's really worth it. Plus, you get more XP technically at the Chaos Altar, so I think I'll just oh, risk more it. more XP per hour or whatever? Well, it's, I think, technically 700% XP because of all the bones you get back at the oh, Chaos Altar. I Ectofunctus was more. Ectofunctus is technically more per bone. Like, it's 400 but because of the chances of you getting your bones back, I think it's 700% at the Chaos Altar, technically. Like, even though it's, like, not really, it mm -hmm. ends up being that way because of how many you get back. So, I'll probably Something just like go that. there. Yeah, I think that's how it works out. You know, I actually killed somebody doing bones the other day in the wilderness. Yeah, I saw. I, somebody redeemed a streamlets for me to kill somebody in the wilderness using no F keys. And I felt so bad. And also, I got two new viewers because they PK'd me. And then, I, as I was dying, very badly, very embarrassingly, I was just like, Gia, go fight. And I was like, I don't know what else to say. And then they stopped by, and I was like, I'm very clearly not a PKer. Yeah. Someone else was, like, kind of in the chat being like, oh, you're, like, the type of person to kill somebody just for, like, their, their like, essence on the way to the abyss. And I was like, I'm not doing this because I want to PK innocent people just skilling. I just, uh, I was... Basically dared to do it. So I'm just doing this and then leaving. <laughs> yeah. But I did it. Also, I don't think anyone actually does that. Because I, I ran like 4,000 Cosmics whenever I was running them and didn't see a single PK. -er. I bet it's people learning, if anyone. I mean, I don't, maybe. I guess so. But either way, I didn't see them. And mm -hmm. I got to 1,500 total. And I'm still going to work on range for a little bit more. Nice. Yeah. But besides that, I guess we could probably move on. I don't have anything else to talk about for my updates, so we can go to the poll, poll 78. So it's nice because, like I said, they plan on doing these polls um, more frequently, like way more frequently. And they said six to eight weeks. Yeah, so every six to eight weeks, they're going to do a new poll that's going to contain around 15 to 25 changes, and these are going to be uh, more than likely quality of life polls, but... Either way, I'm guessing they'll change it up from time to time. But I feel like I get more excited about quality of life polls. Yeah, sometimes they can be because it's usually small things you're asking for that kind of like stack up over yeah, time. Yeah, they get you hype. But this time they're going to be focusing on skilling with changes to herb lore, hunter, mining, runecrafting, and much more. But like I said, there also is some PVM changes in here as well. Yeah, and a couple of projects from the game jam. Yeah. EMGM. Also, there is um, a project from the most recent Game Jam, like she said, but not just that. There's also a special treat, uh, some much-requested near misses mm -hmm. from past polls. Yeah, as we mentioned in the beginning. Yeah. For the uninitiated, both the Blade of Salador and a Boa Ferdinand can be recolored using crystals from Lilins... Lilins? Oh my god, I can't read. Lilins? Lilins! From Leanne's Wares and Priftiness to match the emblems of the different Elvish clans. It only makes sense they should be able to recolor crystal armor in the same way. So here's how they look. And they 
look so good. We've talked about this a lot before. Yeah, about, we talked, I think we talked about this last week. Yeah, if not last week, just a couple weeks ago. Because it's always bugged me that you can change the bow color, but you can't change the crystal and it doesn't match. So they have one for like every color, like red, white, black, purple, green, blue, etc., etc., to match the bows. And they look really, really nice. Yeah. Like, I still really like the original one. I don't know for sure if I'll change it, but I love the option. Yeah, it looks <laughs> really, really pretty. good. They say, should this question pass, you'll finally be able to get your Elvish fashionscape on fleek, as the kids say, no back in 2016. Yeah, no one says that. By matching your crystal armor to your favorite clan colors. This would cost one coloring crystal per piece of armor. The armors will remain to not be corruptible, but will still degrade. And before you ask, yes, we are open to pulling the same change for crystal tools at a later date if that's something players want. Which is like a cute little thing. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's no, I don't I, think there's any reason not to. I mean, I just would prefer ornament kits or something. Oh, ornament kits I do love too. Because, yeah, I don't know, just being able to like recolor all of the crystal stuff just because it's crystal seems kind of boring. <laughs> so poll question number one. Should players be able to use the color the color crystals of the Elvish clans on their crystal armor pieces? This would include the crystal helm, body, and legs. Yeah. Uh, I am going to vote yes, obviously. I'm going to vote yes, but I, complained about I, it, I do so. and don't like this change. Tell me why. Because I was... I well, I'll say this first. I was like, "Oh, this is one of the changes." Or like, why would people say no just to be haters? And I did actually see this on Twitter that was like, "Oh, people are gonna have ugly mismatched ones." And I'm like, "Okay, turn uh, enemy hider." <laughs> I don't care about that because yeah, I don't see anyone in the game anyways. But one thing that I think like I don't know why they haven't done yet is make it so that you can corrupt the armor. Oh, so you just think it should be corruptible? I yeah, I think it I should be kind corruptible. Of agree. Like, I don't know why it's not. There's still other, plenty of other sinks in the game for crystal shards. Um, oh, yeah. Like my pickaxe, which I have not charged in forever because I need to go to Volcano again. Yeah, not even just that. Divine <laughs> Potion still exists. There's plenty of ways to waste your shards. And on top of that, I think that it is like, because they're doing this for, you know, quote-unquote fashionscape, I don't know why they didn't include the the crystal crown in this as well. Well, that already has recolors, right? It does. But it doesn't count as part of the set. Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel I feel like it's just... Uh, I feel like if you... I think it, it is a problem because obviously it's not the same set of gear, but I think if like you were, were allowed to corrupt the armor, then you could also corrupt the crown, which would then act as the same helmet. That I would think, be a flex to have the crown act as a helmet. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. And that'd be so expensive. Because it would be fashionscape <laughs> and usable at the same at the same time. Yeah. It's just so, like, was it like 150 mil for it? I don't know. But like that. either way, I think it, I mean, it's it's so hard to get. And it's like a flex that you'll never wear. Kind of like a lot of fashionscape. You'll just wear it to bank stand. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, if you could wear it and it'd be useful at the same time, that'd be pretty cool. So Dang. Yeah. I need to start tweeting our reminders, or our, uh, sorry, our suggestions to people. Yeah. We just say in here and we're just a little echo chamber and we never actually tell anyone that works at Jagex. Like, hey, we have an idea. Yeah, so <laughs> I think it's I think this is a good one. I'm going to vote yes, but I just wish mm -hmm. there was more to it. Yeah, I agree. I do think that they should have just made it corruptible. I kind of feel that way, though, about kind of a lot of the changes this week. Oh, so. okay. And uh, one of those changes is actually this one. Oh, you know you feel badly about this? Uh, no, I just feel a little bit of both. Ooh. So this one's going to be thieving coin pouches. So this has been a problem for a really long time. Uh, we know that 28 
isn't a huge number of pouches, and considering some of the things you shove in your inventory, it's reasonable to expect that you could carry a lot more of them. They're actually kind of hilarious. Yeah, we just like, have like full on war hammers, but can only it's like you have, you have two billion coins on you, but you can't fit 28 pouches. Yeah. Uh, we also understand that a lot of you don't want to see pouches in the game at all. But as we've stated before, there's a huge benefit to the anti-cheating team, so we want to keep them for now. Yeah, I understand why they have to keep them. So our proposed solution is to offer you the ability to carry more pouches. This will take the form of a buff you can obtain through the Ardoin Achievement Diaries. As the infamous thieving capital of Gilnor, it only makes sense. The, cap the capacity upgrade will persist across the whole of Gilnor, whether you're pinching pockets in Ardoin Market or blackjacking in the Caridian Desert. So this is going to be the actual change if this does pass. So this question is asking for having no diaries. You'll still only have 28 pouches. The easy diaries for Ardoin will give you still 28 pouches. But once you get into the medium, it will give you 58 or 56 rather, which is a 100% increase. Hard diaries will give you 84, which is a 200% increase. And lastly, elite will give you 140, which is a 400% increase. So I don't see any reason not to put yes for this, but also I think this is kind of a, kind of a like weird thing to do. Like, why not just disable the pouches at Elite? Uh oh, I mean, how often would bots get? Yeah. I don't know. I literally don't know how botting works, I mean, so I don't know if that's hard to do. I'm, I'm sure there are a few bots that have pretty high wrecks, so they can get Elite. I mean, bots probably. Or, but, I mean, I don't know. Are they worried about bots or people just cheating and like using macros? I think I think both probably, but yeah. also I've seen I've seen people with out macros, people with macros, and bots all at the all at the arty night mm -hmm. doing the exact same thing, yeah. bypassing the pouch system very very easily. So I don't know how this. Like, maybe this is a barrier to entry for, like, the lowest of the low no-brain bots, but... Probably. I mean, that's, like, literally the only one that this protects, and with that being said, none of those bots are going to have hard or definitely not elite diaries. Elite so. diaries take a long time. Yeah, <laughs> especially for Artie. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I, I just don't see why it's even there. I, I think, think that'd be cool with elite for them to get rid of it. But. I, yeah, at least just be... Like, who has elite and is, like... I mean, most people aren't going to do you know, that much more with with Artie at it's Elite. It's funny because I was actually telling Robert that I was thinking about going to Artie and maybe I'd work on my thieving. And I didn't read this yet. And he was like, wait. <laughs> yeah. Because I have Elite Diaries done. So I am I love this. I like that there's a new diary thing because some of the diary, like, rewards you really don't use. And considering how much time you put into it, I like just, like, extra little things like this. Yeah. That aren't, like, huge. They're not going to, like, break the game. But it's just, like, an extra little bonus if you get them got them done. Yeah. Also, it's like kind of, I don't know, it kind of also makes me think like anyone that has the elites are the only ones that this really, really matters to because like, obviously, if you have like medium or easy, you're probably, you know, mid, maybe late game, but probably mid, mid game. And you're just getting, you're getting hit a lot by the RD Knight. Mm -hmm. So there's not really often where you just click for 28 times straight and then you have a full inventory. Usually you get hit like 17 times and you're like... God, I hated that back <laughs> in the day. Yeah, and you just have to like... You're like staring at your inventory anyways because you are trying not to die. And so it's kind of like... It'll make it a little bit better though. Yeah, I mean, this will make it better. But like I said, obviously the only people that would benefit from this are the people that are higher level. So the people doing Elite anyways... 
It's like, I don't know why we're even like joking around with the 140. Like, what a ridiculous number. Oh, you think it should just be open then? Yeah, yeah. I think it should just be open. Eh, I like that, but I will take what I can get. <laughs> yeah. so I like this. Like I said, I, this is another one where it's like, yeah, I'll vote yes, but also it's like, why not? Could just, have been improved a little bit. Just do it better. Also, should note that you'll still get additional coins when you're wearing the rogue outfit. That of doesn't course. affect it at all. Yeah. The next question is regarding fermenting wine of Zamorak. Time to get a little chaotic with an exciting wham. Wham. <laughs> an exciting wine of Zamorak change. Currently, when brewing up this beastly bev, your chance to ferment successfully goes from 49.8% at level 65, 65 cooking, all the way to 69%, nice, at 99 cooking. Nice, but ni- not nice enough. Also, what? Why is it not 100% at 99 cooking? Yeah, that's, <laughs> well, that's exactly what they're trying to say. Yeah, so we'd like to increase the success rate literally from around 50% at level 65 to 100% at level 98, making you a fluid fermenter worthy of a skill cake. Yeah. But that's not all. We also want to consider other ways to make this a more viable skilling method. So now they would also affect the harvest rates of farming grapes, the cost time spent obtaining Beloga's blessings from Tithe Farm, the cost time spent obtaining grape seeds from Tithe Farm, which I've never bought either of those from Tithe Farm. Well, because you've never needed to. Exactly. Currently, growing Zamrock's grapes using Beloga's blessings isn't worth it if you're hoping to turn them into wines because the crop yield is relatively low and there's a high rate of failure much more effective to telegraph them from inside the Asgarnian Chaos Temple. Changing the success rate helps, but we're open to making further changes to bring Wine of Zamrock production in line with the player expectations. And let us know your thoughts. So the third question, should they increase the rates of fermenting the Zamrock wines? Uh, yeah, as an Ironman, I have to say yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I've i never done this, so the first part I don't understand, but I think that basically anything, how are you still failing at 99? So I like that they're changing it to 100% 99. Yeah. So most people don't really know or care about this just because, um, I mean, obviously they could just buy it. Like they it. just said, it's not a viable skilling method. It's not a viable skilling method. You're probably just going to buy it. There's like very low chance you're going to telegrab wines unless you are low level money making or you're an Iron Man. So, or I mean, maybe there's other people, you know, obviously those people exist. I'm just saying for the majority of people, that's why they don't even know this exists. Yeah. So. I didn't know that. I didn't even know that you did it at that farm. Uh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the only place to get uh, I saw like the grape seeds and stuff, but yeah, I was like, eh. I, w- I just thought I'd buy one if I needed it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I want to vote yes. I don't know why it's not already like that. Yeah. Uh, for the next one, we're going to be looking at farming again, but this yeah. is with the magic secutors. So we're going from fermenting to farming now with some changes to the magic secutors. These are one of the handiest and dandiest farming tools available as they increase the crop yield from herb allotments, celestris trees, grapevines, and even the herbivore. Unfortunately, if you're not actively holding on to them, they go from secutors to sucky tours. Got them! <laughs> but, <if things were, laughs> but what if things were different? What if they could work their fairy magic from your inventory? Unsurprisingly, that's the subject of our first poll question. Should it pass, absolutely nothing will change about the magic secutors, except they'll now work whether you're holding them or not. Simple. Our next question, however, looks to increase their effectiveness even more by applying the secutors' increased yield to bushes and limpwort plants. We'd also look to apply this change to boost to the boost from the farming skill cape. That's much bigger harvest. So, um, yeah, that's a much bigger harvest. I think overall in general, it's really funny because it seemed like a lot of people on Reddit didn't know that you had to have them equipped. Okay, so first things first, I was going to say, I love the first change because 
I didn't know that for the longest time either. I would just have them in my inventory. <laughs> and then someone was like, you know, you have to hold them right. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I thought they were wrong too. Even if it just looks like you're you're like picking the fruit or whatever, yeah. you still have to have them yeah, equipped. Yeah, it's actually very weird. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of the fight with um the, what's the boss? The free-to-play boss, Briofita. Okay. It reminds me of that, that um in a similar way, like whenever you try to kill like the little things using an axe, you have to right click to use the axe. Like you can't be equipping it. It's the oh, opposite yeah. there. Yeah. They're both weird. Uh, the second question, should they affect the bush patches and limpwort plants? Simply put, I thought they did already. Yeah. What? I thought they affected all of it. No, no, no. I love questions that make people be like, wait, this isn't already a thing? Yeah. I really <laughs> want this to go through because limpworts are like one of the- They're like, really good for pots. Really hard things to get early on as a GIM or an IM in wait, general. That's how I used to make money on free to play. I'd go kill hobgoblins for limpworts. Yeah, that's really weird. <laughs> But yeah, you only get like five, I think, limp wow. words per bush, like five or six, which is obviously not that many potions. <laughs> so uh, I'm down to get more. That'd be because I only plant limp words unless it's for a contract. So yeah, that'd be really nice to have. Also, I not as fervent of an opinion on this one, but I do think this should also apply to regular allotments as well. Because I want more, I want more watermelons and snake grass. It doesn't apply to those. No. I think I thought it applied to snake grass. No, it says right here increases the yield from herb allotments, celestial trees, grapevines, and herbivore. Well, the way they, I don't know. I thought that was like a, just listing some of that. Oh my God. I mean, bro, I thought I it did be, that. I could be wrong. Should we look it up? Nah. Okay. Well, tell us how wrong we are. We're not going to look it up <laughs> just so we can get proven wrong. Well, I was going to say, people have, whenever people told me about the equipping, I never equip them anymore, to be honest. I used to go and equip them specifically for snake grass. So I'm just going to be feeling a little bit silly if it's not true. Yeah, I, I didn't think they worked on regular allotments, but I, I'm not entirely sure. I know the only thing I know for certain is they obviously work on herb allotments because that's the main thing that people use them for. We should just have our big blanket statement, uh, official statement from Boon Babe. They should work on all the things. I mean, honestly, they should. Like, <laughs> who's going to be like, oh, no, I don't want an extra two apples from my apple tree. Yeah. But, um, yeah, sure. Because it's not, like, substantial. Yeah, it's not, like, it adds a, up over time. a huge deal or anything. Like, yeah. no one is farming for money anyways, unless it's, like, maybe your herb runs, but mm -hmm. that's it. And that already works there. Yeah, exactly. Moving on to a runecrafting and rune pouch question. Don't you hate it when you're runecrafting with your trusty rune pouch at your side, but every time you craft new runes, you have to manually put them in there? Well, with the recent addition of the Range and Magic Tutors automatic pick on pick up options being added to the settings menu, we thought we'd make some further improvements. Runes to get from barrows, the floor, and most other places already hop into your pouch automatically, so we reckon it should be the same for runes you craft yourself. You have the toggle on. This change means that conventional runes, combination runes, and runes created at the Orania and Archaeus altars will automatically be placed in your rune pouch, provided it isn't already full of other runes, of course. This will work for both the standard and divine versions of the rune pouch as well as any Traver variants. So, question number six. Should the all variants of the rune pouch automatically add player-made runes into the pouches? Yeah, I don't see why not. I, this is another one of those things that, because of the picking up off floor and stuff, I assumed that this was already a thing. No, yeah. It's just the only time that I do rune crafting now is at Guardians of the Rift, or like whenever I did Blood Runes, and Blood Runes, I wouldn't even bring a telly or anything. Yeah. So, I didn't even realize. You know, it's funny. I also, on top of all of that, didn't... Or I knew um, all that stuff didn't go in your pouch, but I thought the Barrows stuff didn't because anytime I go to Barrows, I bring house or I bring uh, runes for house tellies because I have a I have like a 
portal in my house. Mm-hmm. So I'll just tele back home. And so that fills up my rune pouch. And so I never knew that they could go into your rune pouch. Oh, really? Because it was full. That's funny. Yeah. So I that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. But um, yeah, I don't see why this isn't this a thing. This honestly <laughs> doesn't even seem like it needs to be pulled. Yeah. It just seems like an oversight previously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad they're pulling it. So I don't see any reason to not do this. I agree. Yeah. Uh, the next one is going to be uh, for mining. So that's pretty nice. This is They're going to entirely rework the skill because that's what it needs. Just Psych! kidding. Just kidding. Just a couple of mother load <laughs> mining things. You just got pranked, things. bro. Uh, mother load mine is, unsurprisingly, one of the most popular mining areas. I think it should be surprising. Helped by the useful rewards on offer at Prospector Percy's Nugget Shop. That said, it can be a bit annoying when you're trying to find a good spot downstairs and end up swapping worlds. Yeah. I experienced this last week. You know what actually is nice? Because everyone my level has the upper area unlocked. I just go 2,000 worlds and I'm the only person downstairs. So I'm the only one who hasn't unlocked the upstairs area. That's the epitome of like the biggest RuneScape sad brag. Yeah, that's like, the, I was going to say it's the oddest flex I could have said. Yeah. So we want to make the Motherload Mine experience a bit better. Imagine. First, we want to reduce the spawn times. So you'll only sit on a couple of veins to top up your inventory. That would be crazy because... If like there's three people in like a vining or a vein section, they're gone. If like you get unlucky and you just don't hit like 30 in a row on one vein, they're gone. Yeah. Um. So this is gonna make more downstairs downstairs spaces overall. We also want to add more veins so you have more options to choose from. Nice. Lastly, we are considering either moving or if the second question passes, including some of the newer vein types closer to the bucket which means a better experience for those of you who haven't yet unlocked the Falador Achievement Diary shortcut or the upstairs area of the mine. To clarify, though, the unlockable areas will remain the best option. Of course. Of course. So um, The upstairs is obsolete. Yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, the upstairs area has um, an unlimited amount that you can mine from them for the amount That's of time. a minute, right? Yeah, I think it's a minute or a minute and a half, up to the amount of time until they reset. And it's more instant, so you guys can all be on the same ore, and it won't affect other people. Yeah, exactly. So everyone can share on one ore, but obviously that's not how it works. Everyone just gets their I didn't their know own. that for the longest time, because I would just think people would get mad if I went to their ore, and then I found out that it doesn't matter. It's instant. Yeah, yeah it really <laughs> doesn't matter. So the questions are going to be number seven. Also, they should make it so, I mean, does it does, actually, does the Varrock armor already work on Mother Lone Mine? I think so, but I always just use prospectors on or buying prospectors outfit. Yeah, they should make it so it does if it doesn't. Uh, should it we? It might already. <laughs> yeah, it might already, but I'm not sure. I don't have it on my GIM, so I can't say. Uh, should we reduce the spawn timers of the veins found on the lower floor? Yes. Should we add additional veins to the lower floor? Yes. Should we place some veins closer to the main area of the lower floor? I think yes, but I think some people will say no. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> yes to all these. My little mine is already an incredibly slow. Yeah, it's not uh, fast by any means. The only reason people do it is because of the prospector's outfit and the coal bag and because it's convenient. Yeah. Uh, while we're on the topic of mining, though, we'd like to... Well, I love this. We'd like to rename all mining rocks to feature the name of the ore found there, even yes. when they've been depleted. Yes. If this question is the past, we'd look to remove the prospect option that no one uses the from the rocks. The prospect option is the stupidest thing, and I don't know what any rocks are, and it's so frustrating. They're like, go mine some iron, and I'm just like, I don't know which one iron is. And all the colors are brown, and I'm like, what? which one is it? Oh, That's my God. That's really funny. The this only has time, to me a lot. The only time I ever am slightly confused on what they are is silver and tin. Silver and tin are hard. 
It doesn't matter now as much, but the one that really messed me up before was whenever Charlie would be like, I want you to go mine me iron ore. And I could I'd mine like six rocks before I got to the iron. Yeah. And if they're uh, depleted, you can't tell what they are. So I'm like, is it this one? I don't know. Is it even over here? Yeah. I mean, not to make you feel bad, but I mean, they're brown. They're the only brown ones. The other ones look brownish. No, mm. the other ones are tan. Mm, that's like light brown. Okay. I guess just like black is dark brown. Yeah. I really like that idea. But yeah. It just um, makes sense. Yeah, it should pass. No one uses Prospect. And um, yeah, this should already be in the game. Yep. All right, so we're back from our little intermission. It is the next day, Thursday. And there's actually been a couple more updates since then. A few mm -hmm. more blog posts, at least. And then even an update to the poll blog that we're doing right now. Yeah, so we're just going to go over the new things that they added real quick. And then we're just going to get back to where we were. Yeah. So one of the things that they did respond to feedback was regarding the rune pouch. With the inclusion of a question regarding player-made runes automatically entering the rune pouch, players have asked for thieved runes to do the same. So going forward, we're going to look at adding this as a question in a future quality life poll and maybe even include other areas you haven't thought of. So let us know if there's any other you want to just automatically go into your pouch. Yeah. Any other situations? I like that people are thinking of this because literally that never occurred to me either. <laughs> yeah. The next one was Motherload Mine. So they say, let's get the easy part out of the way and say we will be adding a bronze pickaxe spawn to the entrance of Motherload Mine as oh a my trivial goodness. change in the near future. Thank you so much. So that means that treasure hunters and forgetful individuals need to worry no more. That happened to me so many clue yeah, scrolls. Not for clue scrolls, but it happens so many times where I'll go there and then I'll get to the entrance and I'm like, oh, I forgot my pickaxe. Yeah, because there's like, a bank in it. So you're just like, oh, I'll just get the bank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I would just sit there and wait for someone to mine the, the debris to get out That's of the way. so annoying. I'm glad they're doing that. Secondly, some players have asked if the upper region of Motherload Mine could be given some TLC too. Referencing similarities to how the Archaeus and Dark Runestones work. For those unfamiliar, these deplete per player, which means if one player's spot is finished, it won't affect others. Which also, I thought that was already... I was talking about it, and I said I was instanced. I thought it was already like that. No, it's once one person starts it, it starts for everyone. Oh. So that's why everyone should be on the same one. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay, weird. Fortunately, making this change would take us beyond the scope of not just full, but a quality of life update in general, as it's a massive job. Essentially, this means adding code that addresses each individual player for each individual vein, and with around 50 upstairs, it would be a huge change to make. It's not something we've taken off the table, but unfortunately, it is not something that we're including in this poll. They also included, I should say at the beginning, that everyone's basically seeing a lot of suggestions and stuff and they're like we're not adding anything else to this poll <laughs> we'll do more polls later yeah well to be fair a lot of these changes are changes because of feedback so mm -hmm. if you have feedback make sure to give it because they'll actually change things yes because there's going to be a, a change coming up ahead that's actually kind of not not a big deal but like i saw a lot of people getting upset about it and so it's good that they changed it because it didn't make sense i'm interested all right uh, speaking of changes, though, we have the next one, which is the Giants Foundry Shop. So a lot of people were complaining that you could not sell your items that were untradeable back to um, Kovac for oh. more of the currency. Like if you buy on accident. Yeah, if you buy on accident or maybe you buy like a couple of the uh, molds and you don't really use them or don't like them, then you can sell them back. And so now it says that we've seen a few unfortunate incidents happen since this content was released as over eager players purchased items they already own from the <laughs> shop as well. 
So to help with any future mistakes, we're offering the option to sell back the unique, untradeable items found at the Giants Foundry Shop for 80% of the original sell price. So it's it's nice. You'll be able to get your stuff back. I don't see any reason not to do this. Yeah, but you cannot return Kovac's drink. And it says, why would you want to hand it back? He worked so hard making it for you. Yeah, plus you could have <laughs> drank out of it already, you know. Yeah, you know. It's kind of weird. It's kind of gross. They don't want backwash. Yeah. So, yeah, that's question 11 if you want to change that. Next up is Magpie Implings. Oh, what it must be like to be a skilling peer, pacifist by nature. Unless you count the thousands of fish you removed from the oceans or the hundreds of chinchampas you've imprisoned in the bank. It's funny. They said thousands and hundreds and not hundreds of thousands. And Ew, don't depress me. Oh, you're not Iron Man. I see. No, but the hundreds of chinchampas actually, even like whenever I work on my hunter eventually. Yeah. Let's go with more than hundreds. Yeah, it's, th- it's definitely thousands. <laughs> but there's one thing missing from the idyllic skiller lifestyle. Rings of recoil. Well, there have been multiple ways to, turn the- to obtain this item over the years. It's not currently possible for skilling-only accounts to obtain one without trading. That means that the skillers of today and tomorrow have no way to obtain a previously acquirable item. We'd like to offer a new way to obtain rings of recoil from Magpie Implings. If you agree, then we need to determine whether ring of recoil would be a new drop in the loot table or whether it should replace the pineapple seed drop. The choice is yours. I'm confused. Did you? Can you not just enchant a ring and then? Oh, because that's magic. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I was like, you don't have to kill anything to get these, so I was confused. But then, yeah, I guess you have to use magic. So, yeah, I, I don't see any reason why not. Yeah, I mean, I don't, Whatever. I don't care. It's, I mean, it'd be nice for not, even non-skillers, like just irons that uh can't like don't have the magic level or whatever they can just yeah, get I lucky guess. yeah i mean it, it is a really low requirement yeah. but yeah i guess technically so poll question number 12 is should we allow the magpie implants to drop the rings or coil and question 13 is if this is added should they be just added to the drop table or should they replace the pineapple seed drop no i don't the, think they should replace it because pineapples are actually pretty good for pine- farming yeah pineapples are actually really good yeah um the next thing is going to be the extended super anti-fire potion this is actually kind of cool. I don't mind this change. So this one Spoiler. is going to be um, it's a, another herb lore alternative from back on poll 77, and it's regarding anti-fire potions. Uh, currently, you can go from an anti-fire to a super anti-fire to an extended anti-fire, but you can't go from an anti-fire to an extended directly or to an extended to an extended super. So um, tricky with their different anti-fires here. Yeah. So they're saying that they want you to go from like currently you can go from anti-fire to extended, but you can't go from anti-fire to super extended. And they want to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So they'd like to add roots available, uh, allowing sufficiently skilled herb lorists to add crushed superior dragon bones to extended anti-fires, thereby turning them into extended supers, Mm -hmm. which I think is pretty cool. And this one that you bought the same XP as the existing method and will support make X, you know, the, the option. You get to choose how many make. Yeah, how many you make and auto repeat functionality like all the other potions. So it's, should you add the ability to make uh, extended supers by adding crushed superior dragon bones to extended anti-fires? And I don't see why not. I don't see why not either. That's fine. Yeah, I think that's pretty kind of cool. weird that you couldn't. <laughs> yeah, their entire potion system is kind of weird. It's a little antiquated and kind of... Not as bad as mining, but I kind of wish they would rework it a little bit. Next up is seeds for birdhouses. Oh, this is a big one. I thought this was huge. Yeah. Ah, Fossil Island. We may not have decided to do what to do with those rare fossils, but this month we've been digging into birdhouses instead. Which, side note, I'm glad that they're at least acknowledging that they still haven't done anything with rare fossils. Yeah, they're pretty, <laughs> pretty useless. 
Birds aren't just a great way to train hunter. They're also good for getting rid of any unwanted seeds you can't any unwanted seeds you have clogging up the bank. Since it's been a few years, we'd like to cautiously introduce some new food to the birds' diet and add allotment, bush, and flower patch seeds to the mix. All the newly introduced seeds will cost one seed per bird fed, similar to the low-level herb seeds. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, they like, should this. What else are you going to use all your potato and onion exactly. uh, seeds for? Also, before I didn't realize, like, for a long time, I didn't realize um, that there was only a certain list of seeds that you could bring. So there was yeah. many times I accidentally brought those seeds with me. Yeah, if you go and um, for any... There's some iron, picky birds. For any Ironman, you know exactly which two seeds. But there is only two seeds that you can get from, like, anywhere in the game reliably. And it's from the seed vendor in Drainer Village. It's like Hammerstone. It's Hammerstone and the other one. But Jute? No, that's somewhere else. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think he sells three, but only two of them stock in amounts of 20. Yeah, yeah. So you pretty much just use those two, which yeah. is really annoying because it's like it's not hard to get. You just have to hop a hundred worlds mm-hmm. literally in order to get enough to like last you for a little while. It also just doesn't make sense. But if you <laughs> you know, if you thieve the master farmer at practically any level for like an hour you'll have enough seeds if you use like onions or potatoes yeah yeah i think that's huge that's a really big change definitely want them to add that yeah i would be really happy to see that (laughs) and so for the next one is going to be player owned house treasure chests so treasure chests in player owned houses can already hold a good chunk of coinage to reward players for completing your in-house challenges However, due to some shenanigans, these chests were nerfed to hold a maximum of 1,500 GP, far less than originally intended. I like how they just say shenanigans instead of exploits. <laughs> uh, we feel Same that thing. we feel that since it's been 16 years since the nerf, you should have uh, you should you should have the opportunity to stick more gold in your treasure chest. Yeah, I don't see why not. So here's the new values proposed. So in the games room treasure chest, if you upgrade it all the way up to mahogany, then you'll be able to store 100,000 coins in there. And for the dungeon, you'll be able to store 100,000, but in the higher tier of magic. And it does scale, so starting at 10,000 for wood and up to 100,000 for magic. So um, I don't see why you would want to do this, but yeah, you, I don't yeah. see why you shouldn't be able to it's either. Weird. It's yeah. like people who are afraid of banks in real life, you know? It's also such a low amount, though, that I kind of feel like saying no just because it might introduce an exploit. Yeah. (laughs) Also, I didn't know that there was in-house achievements that you even. I didn't even know treasure chests were a thing. Yeah. Maybe because you can only store fifteen hundred gold in them. (laughs) Well, I think I think for competing in the game room stuff, you can set amounts. Oh, okay, interesting. I've never done it. I mean, obviously, fifteen hundred gold. No one's ever really done it, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Next up is I think actually like pretty i think pretty cool but i don't know if robert agrees yeah i think it's okay so they are introducing some possible theater of blood entry mode improvements yeah with the recent release of it's it's not the improvements we want i'll take it with the recent release of tombs of a mask and all the learnings that came with it mod ed decided to apply them to theater of blood during our latest game jam before we jump into the improvements we just want to clarify that the amount of development time required to implement this change is now absolutely zero thanks to mod ed's hard work during the game jam we don't need to spend any additional hours on this project outside of uploading to the game and the usual testing we do for every update. We're also aware that there are still plenty of improvements we can make to TOA. Yeah. Fear not, that's mean... still... No, they say TOA. Oh, really? Yeah. Fear not, that's still in the docket, which is where you come in. You were saying, you mean you mean uh, theater? Theater of blood, nope, yeah. Nope, they said tombs. Oh, that's weird. Maybe I think <laughs> Maybe they both. Made a, I think they made a mistake then. You may remember that there's a survey link to the bottom of this page, which will ask you to prioritize all the upcoming changes from this poll. 
at that same time, you'll get the chance to tell us which TOA improvements you'd most like to see. I mean, they, I don't I, know if it's a mistake because they double down TOA two so, paragraphs. Yeah, that's so weird because obviously this update is entirely about Theater of Blood, but they say TOA twice. Well, the thing is they're trying to copy it. You guys will see in just a second. Yeah. But uh, getting back to the topic. So the first thing to talk about is foe hit point scaling. So in Theater of Blood entry mode, your fearsome foe's hit points increase by 100% for each additional player. This means the raid is actually easiest with one player, which doesn't reflect how things are once you move to more advanced modes. Yep. TOA uses different hit point scaling, where the hit points increase by small amounts for each additional player. This keeps things more consistent. So along these lines, they want to change the scaling top entry to be, like, if two players, it'll just go up 90%. If it's five players, it'll only go up by 60% of their hit points. Yeah, scaling down. So each additional player doesn't mean that you're going to need to deal an additional 100% damage. I like it because they're encouraging you to go with big groups, which is more how it's going to be when you actually do top. Yeah, that's, I mean, if they want to encourage that, that's one really big way. Yeah, no, I think uh, I I quite like that change. They also go over some of the math, but... Yeah, so at at the end of the day, if you have a full team of five, it'll be a 300% hit point increase instead of 400, which is a big deal. Yeah, definitely. In addition to this, they are going to be changing the number of... attempts that you'll be given at the theater of blood entry mode players are given three attempts at this raid every time the team wipes an attempt is removed and the room uh, they are in restarts if all attempts are removed you're booted from the raid and you'll need to restart from the beginning by default the tomb of a masket has unlimited attempts allowing players to fail as many times as needed given to complete the raid failing these attempts will still punish the players as for each failure less loot is given we like to see the Theater of Blood entry mode also have this unlimited attempts update. I like this because I think that that will be way easier to learn. That's yeah. something that makes it harder, like, um, thinking about learning top for me is, uh, to be fair, also everyone wants to just take me a normal one, so it's different. Yeah. But, like, learning entry, um, it's just, it sucks knowing that if you wipe, you just, like, sit there and can't do any- anything. Like, I mean, yeah. you have three attempts, but I'm I... just keeping able to go back in. I am conflicted because only because this is a quest. If it wasn't a quest, then I'd be like, yeah, this is kind of lame. I think because it's a quest, yeah, I should have more attempts. Yeah, that's the only reason I think it should. I think if this was like actually the entry mode and you're actually trying to learn the raid, then I think it should be capped. Well, TOA, like it's not capped. I mean, sure. But how often are you dying like 15 times? Whenever we're learning it. <laughs> I think that's the point is you're using it to learn it so it doesn't make sense for you to be dying and having to stop I guess so I just don't feel like I mean obviously eventually you'll learn it if you just die a million times but I think that kind of or for me it defeats the purpose like the point is to not die like yeah so but if you're just dying over and over again I feel like you're not learning that well no but I think you need to practice each individual room like if you're doing so well and you need help at first sick and you keep dying first sick like me and you have to just keep doing the rest of the rooms over and over and over to even practice for a sick. Well, then you'll that just learn. Sucks. I just think you'll learn those rooms better. You're a hater. <laughs> yeah, but for know. a quest, I think it does make sense. Yeah, for, for a quest, limited. yeah, I don't think you should have any limits because it's a quest. Yeah. Yeah. So they go on to talk about supplies on a wipe. So in theater blood entry mode, players are not given any supplies when the par- when the party wipes, meaning that even though they can make multiple attempts, the attempts become harder as the supplies are used. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking as well. Yeah. By default, the TOA gives supplies to everyone when the party wipes, with the number of supplies determined by what was used in the encounter. With this change, theater of blood entry mode will be updated to also give supplies when the party wipes. 
As with GOA, the quantity of supplies will be based on what players use in the encounter, but the system will ensure that everyone will get a minimum level of supplies. The supplies in question will be bandages found elsewhere in the raid. Cool. I think, yeah, that's good. Yeah, sure. That's Whatever. like a, that was actually a thing that made um, learning TOA nice was getting like those crystal yeah, honey things. Say, yeah, because I was about to say, like, if you do wipe 10 times on bloat, <laughs> you're out of supplies. <laughs> you, you'd be out of supplies after the third attempt. Yeah, I like that. I think that's a good one. Yeah. And the next one is going to be failure costs. So Theater of Blood entry mode does cost 100,000 coins to reclaim your items if you fail. Uh, Tombs of a Masket, however, doesn't charge for failed attempts, provided that unlimited attempts are enabled, mm -hmm. obviously so. Yeah. Uh, we'd like to apply the rule to Theater of Blood entry mode. Please note that other penalties for death, including loss of hardcore status, will not be changed. I think that is another huge thing for it being a quest, especially, is what quests do. I mean, it doesn't make sense to have to keep paying over and over to keep going back. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, Vorkath and stuff, you don't have to during the quest, right? Um, I think you do. I'm not entirely... I don't remember. Oh, it's don't been remember. such a long time. <laughs> but I, I think you have to pay the 100k. I'm not yeah. sure, though. I think you might have to pay during Sins of the Father, too. But I think it's just weird that you have to pay to get your gear back and stuff after quest. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think it's weird. But also, they're high-level quests. And you should be somewhat prepared going into them. That is fair. It's kind of like... You know, it's like failure to prepare doesn't mean you just lose your food. It means you actually lose something. So it kind of gives you incentive to prepare. That's true. So moving on to reward quantities. Theater of Blood entry mode gives no uniques and only gives 15% of the usual reward quantities. Even in entry mode, the TOA, the Tombs of a Mask has a chance to give unique items and gives significantly more regular loot. In a shocking twist, we actually don't plan to make uniques available in the Theater of, mode, theater of Blood entry mode. It's intended to be a practice mode, whereas Tombs of Mask Invocation System means that any raid level is still technically the raid. That said, we think it's fair to increase the amount of normal rewards from entry mode from 15% to 20% so that players are able to earn enough money to cover supplies they used. Yeah, I think this is dumb. Really? I think this is really dumb. Why? Because they're, they're equating it almost one-to-one -one on every single level to TOA except for the reward. Oh, so you think that it should have uniques available? Well, I thought it should have had... No, I thought I think it should have had better rewards since it came out because yeah, it's, no, its rewards were really uh, really busted yeah, in a bad it's, way <laughs> it's like the same as regular theater in most ways when it came out except for obviously it's just not as hard mm -hmm. and so but then you get like you get like literally 5,000 gold worth of stuff. Like it's like not even an amount that you would spend getting into the raid. So you think that it should be like maybe like 50%? I think it should be like 100% just no mm -hmm. uniques. Yeah, because no, you won't make as much gold if there's no uniques. Yeah, no one's going to farm it with no uniques. That's literally true. no one. Yeah. And then also on top of that, I think they should put like, um, I don't know, like Justy on the table or something. Interesting. Because I mean... You can get the one of the best in slot melee weapons in the game from running regular, you know, easy, easy TOA runs. Oh, yeah, the thing. <laughs> yeah. It is so good. Which, I mean, it's like, why can't you get, like, best in slot defense gear? I mean, it's worth, like, practically nothing now, but you can still at least have a chance at getting it. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people disagree with that. I don't really. I mean, just, I don't have a preference. Justy's worth, like, I think the whole set is worth, like, 30 mil. Oh, that's not too crazy and, then. Yeah, the, the, and they can just make it rare. That could be the only unique. Exactly. And then the Fang is worth like, you know, four times that. So it's, well, it's worth 50 mil now. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. But either way, it's still worth, you know, almost double what mm -hmm. Justy is. And so it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't, it seems like it's pretty, like a pretty fair trade to me. Yeah. Oh, wait. Speaking of, I forgot to mention, we got another Fang split last night. 
there, yeah, exactly. There's less See? of us, so I got 14 and a half mil. Yeah, what'd you get that on? What was the expert? What was the... Oh, I think it was like an expert. It was an expert? Yeah. Nice. Expert or like a 250 normal. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, we've seen people get fangs, plenty of light bears in entry mode TOA. And it... <laughs> Since they do allow any uniques, there's also that rare person who gets a shadow entry mode. Yeah, and people also, Very get, rare. People also get pets in entry mode. A lot of people we've seen get pets in entry mode. Yeah, it's and weird. And obviously there's not a chance of that here. So it's like... Why not it, add a little something something? Yeah, if they're not going to do, you know, all the way up to, you know, you can get... A scythe. Uh, yeah, like the equivalent would actually be like a rapier and then like a single piece of justy, I guess, would be mm-hmm. like the same. But um, yeah, if they're not going to do that, at least, you know, throw whoever is doing this a chance at getting it. It's not like anyone's going to farm this because it's, I mean, the rewards are so laughable. But yeah, I don't know. It just seems kind of lame. Like yeah. there's, there's still no incentive to do it ever unless you're learning. Yeah, I, that's my only incentive to learn. <laughs> yeah, whereas like, at least on really low level TOA, you could probably kind of make the argument for like a really low level player or like an Iron Man to like farm low level stuff. I mean, either way, you should farm normals, but still, it's just like the 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 normal TOA and the normal theater buds also on an entirely different level, so it's hard Definitely. to compare. And the next one's going to be for the first time user flow. So this is the Theater of Blood entry mode has no first time user flow is what they're saying. So <laughs> by default, a player is set to entry mode, but there's nothing beyond that. The Tomb of a Masket prompts users to select their preferred mode the first time they attempt to, perf- to form a party and make it clear that they are distinct difficulty modes to pick from. The final change in this batch will update the Theater of Blood recruitment board to also have a basic prompt, which appears on first use to ask players which mode they'd prefer whether they're selecting entry or anything else that's kind of cool yeah i mean just let people know your expectations yeah and so that's pretty much it and then they do say um and as (laughs) and as as mumpton might say that's a wrap get it because he's like a zombie Um, yeah a mummy you mean yeah a zombie same thing uh don't forget to scroll down to the bottom of the news post and leave your feedback so I did like how this is all one question. Should we improve Tob entry mode as described? They don't do everything individually. All or nothing, baby. Yeah, I know. It's like gambling. That's also, also kind of lame, too. I, I kind of like it just because then it's less, um, I don't know, it'll just be less annoying. Yeah, I guess because, <laughs> I mean, it would probably be like an extra seven questions, which I'm I'm not against, but also it's like. I think people are more likely to answer if it's just one question. Yeah, overall, I think I would say yes. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna vote yes on it. Again, it's just kind of like the other ones. I'd say yes, but also it's like, why didn't you? You'd just like make some it? other stuff. Why didn't you just make it a little better? Like, yeah, it's exactly. there. It's there. Why not? <laughs> Next up, we're gonna move on to near miss questions. In our final set of questions, we'd like to present a few near misses from over the years. These are all proposals that came within a hair's width of passing the polls, and now that the polls pro- polling process has changed, we've seen loads of you asking us to give them a second chance. This is by no means all of the near-miss questions we plan to reconsider, so keep your eyes peeled for more in future polls. Of one of the questions you'll no doubt be missing regards Vesta's Longsword. When it originally polled, it failed by just 0.4%, so we definitely want to run that question again, but we figured it would be more fitting to include it as part of the upcoming return of Bounty Hunter. In the meantime, here is what is on the ballot today. Yeah, so the first one is going to be one that actually we didn't get too long ago, and it's going to be the PvP special attack orbs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Uh, this one only failed by 0.4% as well, similar to the Vesta's Longsword, but this is pretty simple. It makes it so that you are able to click on the special attack orb when you're out in the wilderness, 
LMS or um, any PvP, PvP mini games, any PvP worlds, mini games, wilderness, anything like that. You can use the special attack orb. Obviously, now you can't. A lot of people that don't go there don't know that, but you can only use the special attack bar on your weapon select mm -hmm. uh, mode uh, page. So now Which this a lot of it, us don't go to that page ever. <laughs> yeah, unless you're an experienced PvP peer then you probably don't go to that page too often mm -hmm. so um yeah this just makes it so it's a little bit easier to select for anyone else that's not too familiar with that or just prefers a different way yeah they do point out that this will probably still be slower than the classic route unless you're tick perfect and they figure that most peers are going to stick with the og method because they're used to it yeah they they say specifically as a joke unless you're a tick perfect osu player yes <laughs> but um yeah so that's it just should they add it as a little extra spec Next up is prayer filtering. From PvP to PvE, we'd like to repull one of the most hotly requested near misses, reordering your prayer tab. Previously, this question had a pass rate of 72.6%, which is pretty close to the mark. This change would allow you to reorder your prayer tab so that prayers you use most often are in prime position. You'll be able to filter by prayer tier, tier 1 being things like thick skin, and tier 4 being things like piety, healing prayers, and locked prayers you don't have their primates for. Please note that this change would not alter the size of prayer icons when filters are active. I think this change will be a much-needed quality of life update. If you feel the same, now's your chance to make it happen. So, should they add the ability to filter prayers? On top of that, they even below that, in parentheses, put... Right, again. Yeah, doing so would not affect the icon Because, you know, everyone's going to be like, no, because it's going to be too big, and we're going to click it easy. And they're like, no, you won't. <laughs> well, the same size. Then, also, they do have specific questions regarding the icon size, but for other things. Yes, we'll get to that literally next. Yeah. Uh, 100% yes. Yeah, I don't see why not. No one ever uses the tier 1 or tier 2 stuff. You know, that's actually what annoyed me. wasn't, like, any, um, like, wanting them in specific spots. Is that so often in raids, I'll, like, try to click, like, protect from something, and I'll actually turn on, like, thick skin or uh, one of the weaker yeah. prayers. And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, it can be pretty annoying, so I don't see why not. Also, but I was surprised. I want this to pass, but I was surprised that they chose this one because it actually didn't succeed by quite a bit yeah 72.6 but I, I mean i think that now they're being very clear that won't change the icon size i could see more people being willing to go for that yeah and speaking of icon size the next one is for spell icons on that topic let's talk spell icons you can already filter these but it doesn't help a whole lot when the icons themselves are still ant sized this is one of the <laughs> actually few very nice changes on mobile and they even reference here yeah. that on mobile um, they already change size whenever you filter out stuff you're uh, only available spells become gigantic. It's great. Yeah, so the filter system itself isn't changing, and it'll still support everything that's currently available. That said, we'd like to continue or continue to exclude PvP worlds and PvP areas from this change to prevent issues with spell swapping, which I think is pretty appropriate. Mm -hmm. But um, this will just make it so that whenever you do filter things out, the only ones remaining will be larger. Yeah, I love this. Yeah. Because they are so tiny. <laughs> they're so small because there's they're, so many spells in the yeah, standard, especially. They are very, very small. They're baby. Like they're whenever babies. it's cool because um, whenever you are on mobile and you like only have like I used to do agility on mobile. And so I'd only have enough runes for like four teleports. Mm -hmm. And so if you filter out everything that you can't cast, then it just has four giant like teleport yeah. spells. They could be bigger, to be fair. I mean, they're, they're, they're pretty, pretty much big. they're pretty much as big as my thumb. So they're. <laughs> They can get pretty big, at least on mobile. And there is a little bit of something regarding what we just talked about in the update today. So uh, they said in terms of PvP-related questions, P 
people did raise some issues around the consistency of updates that change behaviors between safe areas and PvP zones. Because that one would not change in the PvP zone, it said. Mm -hmm. We've mainly made these arrangements due to previous feedback that changes in nature can have a negative impact on the PvP playstyle and our skill gap. With this poll, however, we've seen more voices speak up about the level of inconsistency between these two areas, both in and outside of the PvP arena. So for now, we're going to continue the question that will only affect the safe areas across Gilnor. We'd like to continue the conversations around the consistency between these two areas with the potential for another poll in the near future to allow these changes to apply to PvP too. Yep. So just let them know what you guys think. If you think that this really should be added to PvP, tell them. Yeah. I mean, that can be really jarring for anyone that is like in, an enjoyer of both things. Because if you play, you You're know, get used to one, and if you play two hundred hours, you know, doing Slayer with spells, and then you are like, oh, I want to do some PvP, and then you, you know, spend the next twelve hours dying because mm -hmm. you're not not used to how the spells look because be they're so all frustrating. Yeah, I could see that being really annoying. So that's cool. It's the next one, the most important question of all. The so most. Far. I didn't even know that this was a thing that people cared about. Should they remove Hades Kazantis? <laughs> Uh, that was my third take on this. I'm going to delete the rest. Holy moly, I can't read this. I knew it was a play on Hades because it ain't us, but for some reason I could not read the name. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce it. I just I looked it up because I thought it was Hades. <laughs> and then I looked it up and it was like, it's supposed to be Hades because it ain't us. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't me. know. Yeah, I mean, I guess technically if it's like trying to be a real name, it would be Hades Cazantus, but... Um, yeah. It's weird. Um, obviously, it's just trying. They're just trying to say you hate us because you ain't us. Yeah. So. so apparently, people hate this dude. Yeah. Back in 2019, this garish little gremlin of a man was spared. <laughs> I don't know what he did. Was spared the chopping block by a mere 1.6 percent of the vote. It's it's funny because I feel like we're missing something. Like maybe he's did like something happened. I was think, he in a quest? I'm guessing he's like highly hated in quests. Or he's something wearing like all that. third age, so maybe people just don't like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. He may have thought his worries were over, but we've decided otherwise. This is, like, kind of dark. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why we're calling him, like, a gremlin, threatening to kill him. But anyway. But hang on, you may say. Mr. Kazantas provides a valuable service to adventurers everywhere with his beloved achievement diary. Who will take care of that role if he were to disappear? Well, we've got, already got a few applicants lined up who have been familiar faces around Lumbridge since the early days. Donnie and G. No idea who they are. These fine folk are upstanding citizens of Mistelin, and they... Wait, you said Donnie and G? What are their names? That's, I don't know. I've always pronounced it Donnie and Gee. Holy moly, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, in my head, obviously. I'm not, like, yeah. talking to you about Talk Don about them all the time. <laughs> yeah, so I was talking to Donnie and Gee today. Right? No, yeah. So. And Mr. Kazantis. Ugh, yeah. I hate that guy. So these fine, these fine folk are upstanding citizens of Mistelin, and they already helped new adventures along their journey, so they're well-placed to introduce the achievement diary system. Whoever does succeed the unlikable, monocle-wearing, censored, would repeat Hades in his original location. Literally, what did he do? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. So the first question, should he be removed in his role given to another NPC? Sure. And if he is removed, should it be given to Donnie slash Donnie or G slash Gee? Also, tell or us how a you, new NPC. Tell us how you pronounce it. Donnie and G. Yeah. Ben? Yeah, tell us how you pronounce their names. It's Donnie and G. Not, not you, the listeners. Oh, yeah, you guys tell it. I was like, 
<laughs> Obviously, I know how you say it. I was like, it. Robert, I've already said it like three times, Donny and G. Yeah. <laughs> like, God, you're not even listening to me. Yeah, let us know how you say it and also who you would want to be the new NPC. Yeah. Personally, I think it should be the man that everyone pickpockets in front of. That would uh, be hilarious. <laughs> you can no longer pickpocket him and he still no, remembers. You, you can still pickpocket no, him. No, <laughs> that's worse. Yeah. I saw some good ideas on Twitter, though, because... um. Hadius, whatever, he is wearing like third age and like looks all fancy having a briefcase. And people are talking about like what would happen if he was gone. Someone was like, you should put him in like the drainer jail or something and say that, make him an example for real world trading. Yeah. He's just wearing all this expensive gear. Yeah. That would be <laughs> funny. I was thinking, yeah, the, the jail or something like that. I literally don't know why everyone hates this guy. I didn't know that that was a thing, but I know that they've retired old achievement diary people in the past yeah because now they have the diary i could see how many are retired and i'm like what did these people do to wrong everyone i don't know no but, idea um, either way i think i would want either Gee to be it or um mm, gee, yes, yes. who's who's the guy that tells you how long you've been playing hans yeah i think hans would be cool I'd, I'd want hans because i think a lot of people don't even know that you can talk to hans mm-hmm. and that would be another way to talk to them you could be like achievement diary or how long have i been playing and they'd be like what yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you have the thing that says how long like you've been logged in or whatever. There's but... one. There's a thing that says time reveal or like reveal time played. But I mean, you might not really think about it or notice that because it's underneath all the achievement and combat yeah. achievements. Also, I'm not sure if they are the same exact number. Like, I'm not sure which one is calculating which. I think but... they are. But I'm not 100. percent I haven't compared yeah. them directly. Either way, I think Hans is an OG. He kind of just wanders around. Yeah, he's just vibing, bro. Yeah. Uh, this next one is kind of the one of the ones that I was referencing a while ago. Uh, but this is going to be about the Abyssal Dagger. So this one was a last near miss on Pole 78. Or, just kidding, this was this is our last near miss for Pole 78, rather. Uh, the Abyssal Dagger is the most powerful weapon of its kind currently in the game, but its special attack leaves much to be desired. We'd like to improve it somewhat by reducing the special attack cost from 50% to 25%, giving you a lot more bang for your buck. It's worth pointing out that this question only failed by a 0.3% last time it was pulled. There's a lot of this Abyssal Dagger fans out there. I like the Abyssal Dagger. It's one of my favorite items in the game, or weapons in the game, rather. But um, with that being said, its special attack, or it as a weapon, is hot garbage. It really? is one I've never of used it, the so... worst weapons. Okay, I would like to say there's feedback on this. So oh, let me read yeah. the feedback real quick. There are The feedback's going to be similar to mine because... Also, people did the math, and if the spec was only 25%, it would still be worse than the DDS by a significant amount. Because people don't know that whenever you spec with the Abbey Dagger, it actually takes away some of your strength. That's really bad. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, it actually doesn't do... No one's going to want that. Or it, it doesn't take away your strength. It only buffs you by 15%, whereas for the DDS, it buffs you by 25%. Okay, let me... Okay, that, almost exactly what you said. They said one of the biggest pieces of feedback we've seen is about the power of the Abyssal Dagger. You noted that even with the special attack cost reduction in comparison to DDS, it still feels really underwhelming, especially considering the price difference. Yeah. Like DDS can, is like 20,000. This is like 3 mil. And they can both be poisoned. And it is way harder to get the DD or to get the uh, Abyssal Dagger. Yeah. They do say, though, that they're just going to continue to offer the question as it's presented, but they are going to look into more questions on its power and an upcoming quality of life poll. Yeah. Because. Yeah, it's like 25%. Everyone's like, that's not good enough. No, it's <laughs> They just need awful. to change its stats on this weapon, it seems. Uh, or like buff it special. I think they just need to buff it special. Yeah. Because... That... It shouldn't be not... A, it should be like significantly better than DDS given the price. Yeah, like people shouldn't be bringing DDS to TOA. They should be it's bringing... It's weird the that Abbey I Dagger. bring 
it's weird that I bring DDS while wearing all my like a bill worth of gear and I'm just using a twenty thousand dollar weapon. Yeah, it's, for specials. It's not. It's it's not congruent with everything else. It doesn't make sense. Like I said, the Abbey Dagger's way more RNG to get. It's way harder to get. You can only get it from one place. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why it has been so looked like looked past on like all these updates. Um, I didn't I think, notice, but I've never used it. I think they should just straight up make it so that it gives you fifty percent more damage whenever you spec. That'd be interesting. Because you should it's, respond to them. It's like a good and bad thing. Obviously, every time you spec with the DDS, the way the spec works is that you roll a new attack on each spec. So obviously, the spec hits twice. So you'd roll a new hit attack for each of them, mm-hmm. which can be good and can be bad. Yeah. For the Abbey Dagger, it rolls one hit. So if you miss the first one, you miss both of them. Oh, that sucks. And if you hit the first one, you hit both of them. So it can be good and it can be bad. But the thing is... More the, risky. The spec makes it so it increases your accuracy. Mm-hmm. So I think if you just made it so the spec increases your accuracy and your strength even more than it already does, then it'd actually be... That'd be enough. It'd be a good spec weapon, and it might even be good enough to be used in like PKing and stuff like that. That'd be interesting. But um, A new fear of mine unlocked when I'm in the wilderness. Yeah, <laughs> I see a dagger and I'm like, ah. Yeah, they they can both be poisoned. They're really similar in a lot of ways. It's like I don't know why the Abbey dagger isn't just the better version of the DDS. Because okay, you have to get that from a boss. Yeah, <laughs> and even then, it's only RNG. Yeah. All right. Next up, we are actually going to move on to a couple unpulled changes that they're going to make. The first being about Belladonna's plants. Yeah, really weird. Really random. I don't know who. I don't know why this is. Who does this pertain to? I don't know. Well, listen. It also, heads up, matter. there will be feedback. It doesn't matter to me. Apparently, this matters to someone because there was yeah. feedback. So they say now that poison dynamite is out there in the world, we found that actually creating them is a bit of a pain point. Oh, That's this why. is why. Okay. <laughs> As the main ingredient used is cave nightshade, we'd like to make sure you've got the means to gather more so you can get back to ass kicking quicker. Okay. To that end, we've increased the yield of Belladonna crops. Currently, you're guaranteed 3 to 11 cave nightshades at level 90 farming per harvest. We're increasing this to 6 cave nightshades at level 33, scaling up as follows. So 63 would be 6 to 13, and 99, 6 to 18. Really not even that much at all. I mean, it's still a lot more than it is now. Yeah, and especially if you're making like the dynamite, I'm sure it's convenient. Yeah. But it does say that the actual XP gained per harvest will not be changing. So Belladonna, whenever you go to pick it, it just picks it all at once. Just oh, so it know. does? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I've been doing them uh, twice a day and hoping for Tangle Root. That's embarrassing. You really don't get much. It's weird. Now, as this will increase the amount of inventory space needed to farm this stuff, you're going to run out of slots very quickly. So here is the secret bonus poll question. Should we make Cave Nightshade into a stackable, untradeable item? Weirdly enough, this will not affect the Cave Nightshades gathered at the Scavid Caves, as that's a different version of the crop. That's the quest version. Oh. Also, should the question pass, you'll only be able to poison your dynamite using a full set of one of a kind. Right? A full set of one kind of cave nightshade. So you can't use two farmed at the different places to craft. Yeah. So secret poll question number 24. Should they make a stackable, untradeable version of cave nightshade exclusively available from farming? Yeah, this was the actual last polled question. Yeah, no, I don't know why it's not stackable already. I think yes. Yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah. I mean, no one really uses this except for the, you know, the people playing one hit point accounts or some, or, you know, 10 hit point accounts or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
So the feedback it says some players have wondered what the need for two versions of Cave Nightshade is. Surely we are making it more complex. No, one's for the quest. Yeah, the main reason for this update was to improve farming Belladon specifically, which we feel it does. So if we were to change the Cave Nightshade found in the Scavid Caves to also become stackable, this method would be the best alternative for gathering plants, missing the goal of the chain. So yeah, people would just not farm anymore. Yeah, because what you would be able to do, for anyone that doesn't know, you can do, uh, in order to do the quest that's in the Scavid Caves area, you have to get two uh, Nightshade, and you can just get them by hopping worlds. <laughs> you so, just pick them up, right? Yeah, so yeah, be, no one would farm. It'd be faster to just do that, just hop 100 worlds and get 100 of them instead of waiting for the for them to grow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they obviously don't want that to happen. Yeah, that makes that makes more sense then. It's just kind of, it is kind of weird though. Yeah. And so for the unpulled changes, I'm going to kind of work through these a little quick because one, there's really nothing to discuss. All of these have already been implemented except for Pyramid Plunder will be implemented. implemented. (laughs) So we're going to stop on Pyramid Plunder. But besides that, we'll kind of just be breezing through these. And the first one's going to be Strength XP for Pearl Pearl. A lot of people don't know that if you do push your way through any of the bushes, you actually gain some Strength XP. It's probably ruined a lot of accounts. Yeah, it has. And so a lot of people have been complaining about that for a while. So now it automatically opts you out of it. So mm-hmm. a lot of people were saying maybe you should add an opt out. But no, but from default now, you do not get strength XP. Until I think you, that's smarter. Yeah, until you opt in talking to the Elnock Inquisitor. That makes more sense because a lot of people don't read these notes, don't know what's going on. They wouldn't know that they could go opt out. Yeah. <laughs> So now you can still speed through the bushes if you'd like, gaining strength XP, but make sure to turn it on. Yeah, and they will not be making you push it through the wheat faster, unfortunately. No, It is so slow. Yeah, it is still going to be very slow. The next one's going to be the catalytic tiaras. This is actually pretty cool because this has been allowing people, um, the catalytic tiaras, of course, come from the Guardians of the Rift minigame as a rare drop. So if you do get this, it's nice because you're actually able to skip the final section of Morning's End Part 2. Yeah, using the Catalytic Talisman. Yeah, so this actually does help quite a bit during this quest. This is the quest that allows you to unlock the Death Runes, of course. And um, although this was definitely not intended, we have left it unchanged for the last nine months. So instead of suddenly reverting the changes, we're leaving it and giving you a little bit more flexibility on top of that. As it works in the same way going forward, we'd like players to be able to use the catalytic TR to access the altar during the quest. Yeah. So you can bring some fashion scape into the heart of West Ardoin. That makes sense. Because it w- it's kind of weird that you could wear a tiara or you could take a catalytic talisman, but you could not wear a catalytic tiara. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. They just made it a little bit easier and overall seems nice. Yeah. Uh, and this final one is going to be for Pyramid Plunder. So I'll tell you as it is now, and then Michelle has a bit of feedback mm-hmm. that people gave. Enjoying the Pyramid and Sulfonim, but hate those pesky swarms that stop you from looting the sarcophagus. Yes. Although this has been how it worked since the game was first introduced, we feel that behavior isn't consistent with how you loot the urns. So instead of keeping it something annoying and inconsistent the swarms will no longer prevent you from opening the sarcophagus if you're being attacked by them instead they will cause their pause their attacks for 20 ticks which is for up to 20 ticks which is you know just a few seconds as long as you're on the same tile you were on when you interacted with the sarcophagus however if you move away from the tile spend too long trying to open it or succeed in opening it the the swarm will resume their attacks Unfortunately, this change does mean that you'll stop trying to open the sarcophagus, but simply click it again and you should keep going. uh, Hopefully, this change makes your trips inside the pyramid that little bit better. 
So before we discuss it, let me just go and read the feedback real quick. The final impulse change was the pyramid plunder. When delving feedback, however, we came across a bigger problem, one that we've not looked into before. The rates for gaining a Pharaoh Scepter gradually increase for each room you've unlocked, which makes sense. However, when you get to room 6, the chance to bag yourself one dramatically drops, and by the time you hit room 8, which requires 91 thieving, the chance of receiving one is four times less likely than room 5, which makes no sense. Yeah, that's cool. So we're going to explore this inconsistency, and hopefully in the near future can adjust the scaling to, appropriate to appropriately reflect the mini-game unlocks. We would, however, do this without a pull, as it does seem like a genuine game issue we should address. So they don't really, none of the feedback is really about the swarms. That was just another thing. If you're like, this isn't even the biggest issue, they know that there's other issues. Oh, now they know. Now they know. Yeah. But um, yeah, the swarm thing I like, it's really annoying. I have to like spam click it until my character's not getting attacked and I can start opening it. Yeah. Because like no one has time to kill those. You're not even supposed to. It's not even the fast method. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, so it's cool. It just makes Pyramid Plunder a little more enjoyable. So mm -hmm. if uh, make sure to actually vote on this poll if you care about any of these things or give your feedback if you really care about some of these yes. things. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for the poll. Yep. And also, so a quick update to the docket before we move on to the next thing is we're actually going to skip over the mod Q&A just because after looking at it, it's pretty much... Um, and every, everything it's that we're gonna, yeah, it's pretty much everything that we're going to go over now in the update patch anyways. And so it kind of just reiterates on a lot of that. So we're just going to go over the update patch and then we're also going to go over and replace it with yeah. the Jagex account beta update that we actually just got yeah. today on Thursday. Some new notes to go over. Yeah. So a little bit of change to the docket, a <laughs> little bit of a change. But the next thing we're going to go over is the secrets of the North improvements. So this is the patch for this week that we have not gone over. Mm -hmm. And so this is going to be, um, they do have one quick hotfix update. So originally what they were going to do is they were going to make it so that the boss actually has less accuracy whenever he's moving and then more accuracy whenever he's standing still in his melee phases. Okay. But a lot of people actually um, were not wondering about that, but wondering about them potentially accidentally removing the step back mechanic from Muspa. So this mechanic, uh, a lot of people don't really know because it is not, I don't know if it's fairly new, but it's become more popular recently with um, Akka. Because Akka, of course, is a boss in TOA and it got really popular there because the butterfly method that was first used at Akka I, don't, I forgot who invented it, but whoever did invent it, that is technically called the step back mechanic is what they're so calling it. So they have little beautiful butterflies at Muspa too. Uh, yeah, essentially. But the thing is that Muspa, it was actually done on accident. Oh. So that's what they're saying that they're trying to fix and remove. But a lot of people actually had kind of worked that into their strategy. If you make an octagon around... Uh, Muspa, as far as your movements go, then he can actually never hit you because of the way his movement works, and and that's essentially abusing this step back mechanic. Yeah. So because that still exists and people still wanted it to exist, they actually went back and changed it so that Muspa still has high accuracy during all of his melee phases because you can do this boss without ever getting hit by melee, even if you don't bring freezes. Cool. I yeah. didn't know that. But besides that, there are still quite a bit of changes going forward. So Secrets of the North and Muspa improvements. It's been a week since the long-awaited return of the Mahjarat and the reveal of the new Muspa boss. 
We're overjoyed to see how much love Secrets of the North is getting. That said, we made the usual array of changes and improvements, including a few hot fixes from last week. So these changes, it's funny because if you look throughout the... Um, irrelevant the, to the notes, like yeah, this part. Irrelevant to the notes. If you, if you look throughout the update itself, there's actually a lot of words that are kind of done up and bugged yeah they, they look bugged or they have like certain like hieroglyphic kind of things around some, certain words some points are straight up just like secret messages so yeah. hinting at something that's gonna happen soon yeah so um it's it's really weird i don't know what it's about and a lot of people were actually saying that potentially it is about like the new crack the clue thing but it is not. I can guarantee you it is not about Crack the Clue. No, I don't think. I think that they would have mentioned that this thing else was happening with Crack the Clue. They did. Oh. So, Wooks has been saying that for weeks, it has not been progressing as fast as everyone had hoped. Well, yeah, because he's too good. Yeah, so <laughs> Wooks has come out on the Discord is where he actually announced this, is that they are going to be giving weekly clues <gasps> for Crack the Clue not starting this week they're actually starting on the 25th which is going to be oh, the next patch cool yeah because yeah, i know people still aren't done with it yeah and so he did give a few more leaks um he also said there's going to be like 24 steps and they're going to slowly be giving out these hints so people can get closer because he said that people are not getting close at all he's just too good yeah, and so... That's so funny that he became such a good one that they're like, we need to give you guys more hints. Yeah, and so a lot of people were saying that they thought that these little hieroglyphic extra images were pertaining to that, but they actually weren't. And even Mod Sarni did confirm that in um, some posts over on Reddit that this oh, cool. is not pertaining to Crack the Clue. So I actually was able to decipher this while I was uh, working. I saw that a bunch of things like this were looking weird, so I put them all together. It says, please don't turn back the last piece. Help hand transparent added giving shout out. Find change from last week, making them the false speaker. Must go couple of wilderness boss rework. It's exciting stuff. PvP World Rota has been this update on our more info on the... So it... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I missed some words, but uh, this is just stuff that he was highlighting, or that yeah. they were covered. If you if you put all the weird words together, then mm. it does do that. And then also at the very very bottom, where it gives credit to all the mods that participated, Mod Sarni's name is actually in reverse, and it's actually a clickable down a clickable link. What? Yeah, and it takes you to a page that says you've all been so busy pleasing those who watch. Now one waits for your message. Use all you know in the puzzles ahead, and in return, a reward once lost. To find it, you must speak speak a phrase to a horseman in an ancient tongue. What? <laughs> I don't know what this means, but I like it. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Um, I don't know what it's for. Again, it's not for Crack the Clue. And again, that was, um, I mean, I guess it's kind of like if you're a conspiracy theorist, it was confirmed by Mod Sarni. That's not it, but I mean, it could be lying, I guess, technically. I but, hope uh, it's not cracked clue. I think it, that this is going to be related to like a quest or something. I think it could be as well. I think a lot of people didn't think it was pertaining to Desert Treasure just because it's so far away, but I think it, it could, could be. It could be another lead up, even. I, could, I think it could be a really big lead up to Desert Treasure or yeah. something like that. But um, I do think that some of the words that were bugged 
were like that you wrote down all of them. I do think that some of them are not relevant and they just did that to throw it off a little bit. Which yeah. is like the PvP world rota, like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Also, a lot of people, a lot more than I was anticipating, were complaining about the um the words, making it very hard to read. Yeah, it's not very accessible. Yeah, that's what a lot of people were saying. And True. I now going back and reading it again, I do agree. Yeah. They could have done like a at the bottom, they should have been like another news post without the hints in it yeah i think that's definitely something they could if have you done. have eye issues like reading issues that i could see this could be very frustrating yeah because <laughs> it does cover multiple words yeah anyway back to the muspa changes back to the muspa changes so previous changes they made it so now onto the bosses themselves the post quest version of the muspa boss now has the special attribute or spectral attribute rather means that they uh, you should slay it with the ectoplasmatter on hand. You'll gain prayer XP equal to 20% of its max health rounded down. That's nice. It's actually a pretty good amount. Uh, you can see this new detail and more when you use the monster examine on Muspa. So you're able to do that now. Uh, finally, we've also reduced the alchemy value of the Venator's shard. Um, I don't know what it was before, but now it's much less. Oh, and before we forget, here are the drop rates for the hey. post-quest version of the boss as per our new transparent approach. So the Venator Shard is 1 out of 100. Ancient Icon is 1 out of 50. Frozen Cash is 1 out of 25. And the pet is actually pretty low at 1 out of 2,500. Not too bad. Yeah, considering this boss is supposed to be semi-on par with Vorkath. But and, kills uh, take longer than Vorkath, I'm pretty sure. I think the world record is in like two minutes. Yeah, they do take longer, that's for sure. That but makes sense. still, I mean, they they kind of wanted to put it in that same tier. And I think, I mean, Vorkath's one out of 3,000, so I think it's I'm pretty just, I'm pretty being nice. greedy because I like it. <laughs> nice. Uh, they also added Below Ice Mount and Temple of the Eye to the quest speedrunning roster officially. Woo-hoo! So now you can do that. Those are some pretty quick quests. Roster, quest speedrunning roster, does that mean that they're out now or that they they're are. on? Oh, oh, cool. Yeah, so the next batch that is actually in beta is X marks the spot as well as a very long quest, A Kingdom Divided. I'm, just, I'm excited for the X marks the spot. I want to do all the short, easy ones so I can get the, the what's it called? Graceful, the yeah. color. And remember, you'll be able to test these quests from any quest speedrunning world, but they won't be giving you trophies or best times yet. Okay. Um, the beta quest, as always, we'd like to give a shout out to the speedrunning community for all their help. If you're looking to get started with, uh, speedrunning, they actually have a bunch of links that'll help you, including speedrun.com. I will say now that I've done quest speedrunning, it is very satisfying once you get a good, good score. Yeah, (laughs) it definitely can be. Uh, some other additional changes. Before we get started on this week's miscellaneous improvements, we want to give you a small update regarding the fairy rings changes from last week. After discussions with the team, we intend to make the beams less obtrusive, so you can look forward to that soon. In the meantime, here's a few cha- uh, few of this week's changes. The small changes. Yeah. Uh, melee stats are now grouped together on the equipment screen. I know some people didn't like the way it looked after the last update. <laughs> Group iron players can now um, be placed in, will now be placed in the same instance of God Wars Dungeons Generals. I know some people were getting separated on wow. accident. That's crazy how long they waited to do that yeah (laughs) now you can add the make x option with smithing and when crafting gold and silver items Uh, fix the bug where crossbow traps in the hollow sepulcher would occasionally be highlighted even if uh, they were not about to fire (laughs) Uh, increased the max range of hellhounds in the wilderness slayer dungeon making them easier targets for the cannon the clan rank icon will now remain displayed after a clan member logs out We've reordered the clickable options for temple trekking, meaning that you can now left-click to continue your trek. Hmm. 
uh, filling vials in the gauntlet no longer interrupts fishing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the organized crime meetup on the first floor of the house southeast of the Lovacane Church once again happens or in a multi-way combat area. I do want to say real quick that right after the gauntlet fishing thing, they have one of the bugged looking things. And it's just like on the list that says the false speaker must go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this was uh, this next one was actually kind of a big deal for a lot of people. And supposedly this is to reduce botting. Um, it says as an extra effort to reduce botting, ecumenical keys can no longer be alked, which is kind of a... Um, kind of sucks for some people, right? Some people it, do that for money. Yeah, that's actually a pretty decent money maker. Yeah. So Weird. unfortunate for a lot of people. And also that was kind of like a thing that you could just do while you're out and about farming ecumenical keys. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, unfortunately you cannot do that anymore. I don't, I don't know. Bots. Yeah, I don't know why that was such a, a botted thing. Either way, um, now the player on house can store the top tier decorative sword from Castle Wars. Uh, the boost to clue drop rates gained from completing uh, combat achievements has been extended to Driftnet Fishing. Spiritual warrior animations no longer are interrupted by their defend animations, and they fixed a couple typos in the magic level up messages. Now, I did want to say you said the decorative sword from Castle Wars can be on display when it that, has a true parchment on it. Yeah, so it had already been able to be on display. Yes, you, just yes. now you could add both. Yeah, for all you true parchment Castle War enthusiasts, we don't need another person calling you. We're, we're a little liar. Okay. <laughs> uh, next week, we're finally ready to release the long-awaited Wilderness Boss rework. Hey. There are a couple of bosses hanging out in the wild, wild wilderness that could on the wild, wild, wild wilderness. <laughs> why do they say so many times? Uh, there's a couple of bosses hanging out in the wild, wild wilderness that could be tweaked to give you all a better experience. Their names are Callisto, Venonatus, and Vidion. The rework will include updated visuals, brand new layers for each of the bosses. We're also introducing true two variants of each boss. One that, retrain, that retains the true multi-combat experience and a less risky one that could be found in a singles plus combat zone. My Sad eye realized that you said plus. <laughs> We're also offering brand new rewards, including an upgraded version of the Thamron Scepter, two new melee weapons, and a new ranged weapon. Aye. Exciting stuff. So be sure to get your gear ready to hop over the ditch before next week's update. That's actually really hard to read because of that stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry if you have any uh, visual impairments and they're trying to read this, because my God. Yeah. <laughs> so actually not that much to go over this week. Just some interesting uh, stuff and some updates. So yep. thought we'd roll through that pretty quick yep. and move on to the final thing for the day. The Jagex accounts closed beta. So we're delighted to see that so many of you using the Jagex launcher to play OSRS, whether on the official client or on Runelite. If you're unfamiliar, the launcher is the easiest and most convenient way to play the game. It lets you access all our games seamlessly and securely in one place and with the convenience of a single login. It also lets you, allows you to add up to 10 different accounts and switch between them seamlessly. They uh, go ahead and include a download link for this if you guys are interested. Yeah. So they say if you've been keeping with our plans for the Jagex launcher, you know that we plan to roll out Jagex accounts over the coming months. In fact, the first of several closed betas is going to be scheduled to begin the week of the 26th. It will be invite only as part of our phase release approach, which aims to ensure that the system is functional. To begin with, we plan to invite player moderators and other select players in the community. Once we're happy with what we're seeing in closed beta, we can invite more of you to test the system before opening up for everyone. Before we move on, just they go over some key terms. The main one that I'm going to go over with you guys is just Jagex account. So it says the new account players will use to access our games. Jagex accounts are based on a safe, secure set of authentication credentials using industry standard technology. Yeah, and 
again, each account can hold up to 10 what they're calling characters. Mm-hmm. Which, so your accounts. Um, yeah, 10 different <laughs> accounts. So, yeah, make sure to keep that in mind. Also, they're going to, if you are familiar with um, Battle.net, which is what they use for StarCraft, World of Warcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, that's all Battle.net. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're going to use a system very similar to that or also even similar to the likes of Discord. Because they're going to give everyone a name. I'm assuming you can pick any name you want. You can. Because they're also going to then be adding a hashed four letter or four number code at the end of it. So it'll be your name, hashtag one, two, three, four. Yeah, it's very Discord-esque. Exactly how they do on Discord. Exactly how they do on Battle.net. So you should be able to pick any name you want. And that'll be the account you use for the launcher itself. And um, I think a lot of people are wondering, like, why I don't use and Michelle don't use the launcher. So Robert, like, came on the stream this morning. I streamed for 12 hours and he came on, was talking for an hour. And someone was actually asking him why he doesn't use the launcher. Yeah, it's because it it hasn't changed anything for us. We don't really play a ton of accounts nowadays, so it doesn't Mm -hmm. really help with that. It's not any more secure at the moment, as far as I understand. They didn't... Well, I'll get to that. It, yeah, didn't fully, like, they didn't redo their security. They just added a different, like, place to, you know, mm-hmm. log in um, until they revamped this entire thing with their new secure authentication method. That I will tell you about shortly. Uh, yeah. Until that happens, it doesn't seem like it's any more secure. I saw someone last week that said they got their account hacked because you, they, you don't get them hacked in traditional ways on RuneScape. You get them... Uh, recovered usually is people mm-hmm. recover them through email oh so until they're able to like fix stuff like that it doesn't really seem like a big deal to not change your it's just like might as well like not waste time getting a new uh, launcher and stuff yeah once once they do switch over to the one account idea with the new and improved authentication mm-hmm. system um then i'll probably switch over once that you know gets flushed out a little bit but it just doesn't seem like it's really like it matters at all right now so yeah Mine just, I, yeah, I just don't see any point yet because it seems pretty much the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, once that happens, I'll look into it more. But, yeah, as it stands, it's pretty much just the same. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, make sure you have, I don't know, like, I don't know what they need to do, but a lot of people have even suggested they're all, like, um, it's like saying that they, that you should be allowed to remove the recovery option on your email. Because a lot of people have lost their accounts via recovery on their email. Um, I don't know exactly how that has become compromised for them. But, I mean, I agree. If You should be able to have more options as a uh, as well, security there will methods. be, actually. Oh, with the Jagex launcher. With the new Jagex launcher, I do like this. This is more secure. And this is actually how they do it on some crypto Oh, sites. I wasn't sure if you read it. I was excited to announce this to you. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is how they do it on some banking or some crypto sites as well. Yeah. So, okay. They go to say account security is a major concern for players and a core focus for us. The current the current system has reached the end of the road as our security solution. The new Jagex account system will let us provide you with increased security, stability, and sustainability using modern industry standard technology. We'll be able to keep bringing you more OSRS for years to come without you worrying that your hard-earned stats and equipment will fall into the hands of hackers. So Jagex accounts are going to be using different multi-factor authentication integration to current RuneScape accounts. While setting up a multi-factor authenticator for your Jackass account, you'll be provided with 10 backup codes to use as your second factor if you lose access to your authenticator device. Yeah, this is kind of exactly what I was asking for. I think this is kind of cool. And it says that these codes are only going to be shown once and they can only be used once. So be sure to record them safely and securely. Probably write them down on a piece of paper somewhere that you can keep it, like... 
safe. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, this is something you would keep. You should have a physical copy of this, probably. Um, yeah, some something somewhere. Keep keep these somewhere. Yeah, somewhere not hackable. Someone breaks in your house, steals your codes. Well, to be to be fair, you could leave these on your computer because at that point, if someone is reading through your computer, then you have a lot more problems. Yeah, there's more issues going on than just your Runescape account. <laughs> yeah. So they say to import a character to a Jagex account, you'll log into that character and enter your authenticator details as usual. Once the character has been imported, the MFA for the associated RuneScape account will no longer work. You'll need to use the MFA associated with your Jagex account. And RuneScape account is just how we currently log in right now, and your character is just your account. Yeah. You can still play multiple characters at once and make progress simultaneously, assuming all the characters are linked to your Jagex account. So in short, the Jagex account launcher is how we're going to provide you with strong, modern account security, as well as an easier way to log in and manage multiple characters. Yeah, so you'll have 10 additional backup codes, so don't lose your account 10 additional kind times. Kind of scary that you can only use each one one time, and I'm like, do they give you more codes after that? I mean, you have, <laughs> you have some serious Ten issues. strikes and you're out. Serious issues if you need all 10 of them. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, they are going to be running a bait on this starting on the week of the 26th, and that is just going to be with select people. Uh, you can get invited to join, but it doesn't seem like you're able to just ask to join as no, it yeah. is right now. Also, don't worry if this all sounds too much. They said they're going to be sharing instructional videos for every new stage of the beta in the news post and across social media to help you along if you're, like, kind of confused about this. Rob and I are doing a real bad job. But, yeah, I mean, I think this is, like, a huge change. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is something <laughs> they've needed for a really long time. I think for an example is there looks like they're copying a lot of what Blizzard Battle.net has done. And they've had that for many years at this point, at least at least five years. We're catching up, though. So, yeah, it's finally they're coming into the 21st century, but it's obviously taken a long time. And it's become a running joke that security is like the last thing Jagex cares about. So, yeah, this helps uh, combat that a little bit, but it's kind of a wait and see if it actually works. So there was some frequently asked questions that I did want to go over to uh a couple that I was wondering myself are like, will you be able to log into multiple characters at once? And yes, you are. You just choose a different character for each client and you can play them at the same time. Does this change affect RuneLite users? All RuneLite players have access to RuneLite through the launcher right now. The Jackass account won't affect this and will continue to work seamlessly. So don't worry about not being able to use RuneLite. Why be able to have multiple Jackass accounts simultaneously logged into the launcher? At launch, we are not looking to support logging into the launcher with multiple Jagex accounts. The point of the Jagex account is that you never need more than one. You can yeah. have as many characters as you need. They so, literally say if you run on character slots, tell us. <laughs> yeah, so you'll be able to have, you know, 10 different uh, accounts. That's like, just like with their one-click login. Yeah, so you'll have you 10 different accounts, like quote-unquote accounts, on the, like the same OG accounts. You'll be able to have up to 10 of those, but it'll just all happen from one browser. Mm-hmm. So you'll be able to launch all 10 from one browser at the same time, assumedly. But yeah. you will not be ha- be able to have more than one login for the browser itself. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a it's kind of like a like a spider web, like or like a like a what's it called? Like a scatter scatter map, like where all the extra bubbles come out of the center bubble. Oh, like those little diagrams? Yeah. I don't know what it's called, but I know what you mean. Yeah, so you'll only be able to have one of those where all the bubbles are coming out. It's just just one. I did want to go over also. They said, what is the full password policy for Jagex accounts? Oh, goodness. The minimum password length must be eight characters with a maximum set to 64. That is much better because right now I think it's 21. Hmm. 
Any symbols, combination of numbers, and capital letters are allowed. Wow. So case sensitive? Wow. So much better. But the password must meet a minimum strike three out of a possible four according to the ZXCVBN standard. And we will inform you when you're registering your account if your password is not meeting these requirements. Another question was how will account, how will character recovery work? Characters that are imported to Jack's account will no longer be recoverable using the RuneScape account recovery system. Finally. <laughs> You'll be able to choose which security features are enabled in your account. By default, login verification recovery is possible with access to your email, but you can choose to switch to the app-based multi-factor authenticator, which will require the code from the app or one of your 10 backup codes to use. I think, I mean, as soon as they implement all this stuff, I'm totally going to switch to Launcher. Yeah, this seems <laughs> leaps and bounds better. For anyone mm -hmm. that's wondering, like, oh, this sounds pretty standard. Yeah, this is really standard. And this is, like... We're you, just really behind on the times here. You are not allowed to have any special characters or anything in your password. You can't have capitalization. You can. It just doesn't matter. The max length is, to like, 21 fair, or 22 characters. They didn't say it's case sensitive. How do we know that it the says capitalization is allowed? But maybe they don't they don't care about oh them. yeah <laughs> yeah so all of these things we don't have right now like we're living in stone ages as far as security goes like we any are. security professional looks at this and their brain just sets on fire because this is so crazy like old and antiquated oh it's so funny because robert's actually learning security like for it yeah, right like, now I, so I'm this like, is probably extra funny I'm for you this, i'm like reading this and i'm like jesus how did this <laughs> ever pass any type of screening process yeah i think that would be huge uh, next question, can one character be linked to two separate Jagex accounts? And can I share a RuneScape character between multiple Jagex accounts? It is a no to both of these questions. We'd like to remind you that account sharing is against rules of RuneScape, though we're aware that sharing does occur. Sharing access to your characters represents an account security risk, and so Jagex doesn't allow for it to occur. Okay, we get some very mixed signals on account sharing. Well, Literally, there was an account that mods knew about and participated in that anyone in the world could log into. Well, the thing is, they, they've clarified this in the past, but I'm, I don't think it's ever been, like, official. Like, they, they're not going to write this down. But mm -hmm. in the past, it's been said by mods that it's okay to share accounts as long as they're not for some type of, you know... A huge achievement. Like, huge achievement, some kind of monetary benefit, or anything like that. So, like, like me fishing for you the other week, I'm not going to get banned for that. Yeah, like, <laughs> I think it's different, whereas, like, if you go out and, like seek someone like seek out this dude that just runs you through inferno for you know a hundred dollars that's yeah. different than paying jimmy your boy down the street like 20 bucks to do it for you yeah that's like they don't care about that stuff they care about the like going out and seeking this as like a business practice it's really weird it's like it's hard to say the rules for it yeah in that case and that's the thing is like because like what do you, if you have like a kid or you shouldn't tell that your kid like you're actually not allowed to touch my account otherwise i'm gonna get banned <laughs> like yeah, what the, and the, that's the thing they even say that they know that this occurs so it's on their radar they just don't care about these lesser offenses yeah but like again if you are racing for an achievement in game like world first something then and it's if it's prestige, it seems like it's not allowed. If it's obvious that your account hasn't logged off in like 56 hours, <laughs> you're probably likely to get banned. Mm -hmm. It's like just straight up. So, yeah. I mean, stuff like that, probably don't do that. Yeah. They go over a few other questions that we're not going to go over because there's like a lot. But just like asking if your Jagex account and character name can be the same, which yes, they can. And then... Asking if you could change your Jagex account name and you are going to be allowed to, which is huge because as is right now, you cannot change your login info. Yeah, it's it's currently linked to your email and your email alone. 
One thing that's unfortunate, though, they do say, well, Jagex accounts require one membership per character. No. No, all purchases, including memberships, are made at the character level. As such, it is one membership per character for both games. Yeah, of course. So that means... They wouldn't they wouldn't lose out on money I like that. I hate that. I think it's actually so dumb considering, like... I mean, I don't know how other games That's work. how it works for Battle.net as well. Yeah, it's kind of lame because, like, a lot of people have multiple accounts and you have to pay for each individual account. Yeah. Especially as they're saying, like, yeah, everything's going to be all part of the same account, but you have to pay, like, it's separate. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that's exactly how it is for World of Warcraft as well, but it's different because... It's like weird. For World of Warcraft, you can have like a bunch of accounts linked to one thing mm-hmm. and you can log into all of them from one thing, but you have to have memberships for each of them. But the difference is you can have like 60 characters per account on on World of Warcraft. So you could have like, you know, 60 times five, you know, 300 characters. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah. So it's, it's not the same, but it is the same in that you can only have one or one account is one membership. Yeah, I think that one's unfortunate, but. Yeah. yeah, that'll be about it for this. Wonder, we will be leaking the rest of the I wonder how too. much money they'd lose on that if they changed it. I don't know. They probably still have enough lot. money. Probably, <laughs> probably not enough to compensate. Like, they, they'd probably gain new players, but not enough to compensate how much money they'd lose. Yeah, I don't know. Because there's plenty of people that have two accounts. Oh, yeah, definitely. That Yeah, that'll be it for this, but we can move on to our Q&A. Yep, we'll finish off with our Q&A as per usual. Our first question is going to be from Ivor on Discord. Who is the best NPC? The correct answer is Tyndall Marchant. Purely because of his name. Okay. Who do you think is the best NPC? Who's the best NPC? I mean, I think I've answered this before. Oh, I already uh, know who you're going to say. I mean, I've said it before that it's the wise old man. Yeah. But I I guess I could change my answer because I don't want to give the same answer again. Um, I think Neve. I think Neve is very cool. You think Neve? She's dope. I mean, she is pretty cool. Yeah, rest in peace. Big time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that she died. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. Also, like, maybe one of the trolls with, like, the funny names. Yeah. Like, uh, My Arm, you know? Yeah. I mean, except for, like, I like the other names more. Wasn't there one that was, like, Drunken Dwarf's Leg or something? Well, <laughs> I was about to say, shout out to that one troll that, like, just straight up ate that, that Drunken Dwarf that fell off the Yeah, the no, roof. that was gnarly. But he was named after him, so I kind of liked that one. Yeah. You yeah. know, my favorite NPC is this one troll that's always sleeping and his name is like rock or something and the first time that i ever noticed him doing slayer because he just sits there because he's sleeping i was like oh my god my game is bugged like it says that this is a rock but there's a troll here because i forgot that trolls are named after what their first food is yeah so i'm gonna have mine be that little rock troll guy because he made me think that my game was broken because i totally forgot their names okay it's a good answer um (laughs) i'm gonna say this is going to be kind of weird, but I can't really think of anything else right now. But I'm going to say Saren, just because I think she's a really cool boss. I think she's oh, that's one of the, the Song of the Elves boss? Yeah, I think she's one of the coolest bosses. She is very cool. So she's not, she is an NPC, but not in the way I think that you were thinking. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Next up is going to be from Matt over on Instagram. Would you rather have a new school, have a new skill that in a 2024 poll, 36% of players considered their favorite skill in the game? Or have a highly effective bot detection and punishment technique that reduces their presence to only one per 10,000 players in 2024. Oh, that. I want to say that just for everyone else. But for me, like selfishly, I would want to choose the skill. This, <laughs> this is a lot like um, uh, St. Wraith's question. Mm-hmm. Race question another week. Yeah, it's like, would you rather not have any updates for a year or get rid of bots? Get rid of bots. And this is much more realistic because... I mean, obviously, it wouldn't get rid of all bots, but mm-hmm. one out of 10,000 is really, really good. Yeah, that'd be huge. 
Yeah, that would be really good because I, I mean, if I had to guess right now, it's one out of a hundred or something like that, or mm -hmm. even less, like probably one out of fifty, and that's still being pretty generous. Yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of people would say one out of ten, but um, uh, I don't know if it's that much. I mean, that means for every thousand, there's a hundred. I think that's pretty realistic. Maybe. But either way, um, yeah, I would definitely take the one out of ten thousand for sure. I will choose that if. If it actually made difference, I'd choose that. But yeah, I would want the skill one because, like, that's how you know the skills done right is you add a new skill in the next year. One of every three people are like, "This is my favorite skill." Yeah, that's that's how I know this would be a lit skill to <laughs> the game. Yeah, I mean, also the thing is, like, as a as I'm becoming more of an Iron Man, I also care less about bots. So mm -hmm. I still, for the integrity of the game, would say the second one, but uh, I would deep down want to say the first one because yeah. I, I just don't care about bots anymore mm -hmm. I, yeah, I don't care about bots uh next up from hariger and these are moving more this is kind of like a hybrid real life and runescape question yeah, if you're done if you only want to listen to the runescape stuff this is probably the end of it yeah this one will do a little bit with runescape but then we also have another question from ivor that's real life yeah so so this question where does OSRS rank in terms of how much time you spend thinking about things? For example, work number one, food number two, OSRS number three, etc. And also, kind of want to know your opinions on the most hated thing you find most fun. For example, if you love training, mining, or runecrafting. Oh, okay. So, shall I finish it first to you? Um, I don't know. I mean, I can go. I don't care. Go for it. Yeah, so this is, it ranks very low. Really? Yeah, very, <laughs> very low. Um... I think weirdly the podcast ranks higher than actual RuneScape for you, probably. Not, not on things I think of. No. Okay. Whenever it's time to think of it, yeah, it it, it ranks higher. But I don't really think of RuneScape. I sit down on my computer and then I think, oh, I should probably be leveling right now. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's how it goes. Like I don't think of, like I'll think of food first, probably. Food number one always. Yeah, probably, and then I'll think about um, like study. And then I'll think about work, and then I'll think about probably finances, and then I'll think about <laughs> RuneScape. I knew that'd be low on you because I feel like anytime that I asked Roger Singer, he's like, how poor we are. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I don't think about RuneScape. Yeah. Like, whenever... You just it, do it. Yeah, it it kind of comes in waves sometimes. Like sometimes I'll be like, "Oh, I really want to do this." And yeah, then, sometimes he's super into it. And it's like all we talk about. And then yeah, and then it'll it'll move up a couple slots, but it's never at the never at number the, one. Never at the number one. Never. I think mine are like number one. Honestly, I think about the stream a lot. It'd be like stream, and then food, then sleep, and then. Then probably actually RuneScape. But like you said, like I don't really think about it as much as I more just go and do stuff. Yeah. I think mostly, I think that stream maybe counts for RuneScape. So maybe it is potentially number one. Because I'm thinking about this stream and like stuff about the stream all the time, it feels like. Yeah. And then uh, it would be like Dutch because I think about like, oh my God, I really need to learn more Dutch. I need to go practice more Dutch. Which side note, I've been doing a pretty good job studying it lately, okay. which is nice. <laughs> uh, also, I wanted to clarify that like I don't think about food like all the time. I wake up and eat food and then I think about food a lot because I usually make food mm -hmm. for the both of us. Robert's a really good cook. For lunch and dinner. So I that's usually what I'm thinking about is like what she would want for like food and stuff like that. So that's why I think about it more than usual. Yeah. I just think about it a lot because uh, I like food. Yeah. <laughs> and I just like thinking about different foods that sound good. But um, the, also for the second question, something that I do that other people find 
monotonous mm-hmm. would be that people hate um most like afk things i really yeah, you don't mind i really don't mind yeah um yeah like the most AFK stuff, like fishing the 10,000 Karam ones, I didn't mind doing that. Yeah, that was crazy. Or um, something that a lot of people hate is like the pest control grind. I don't care about that either. And, you know, I hated that at first, but once I was going for my elite, I didn't mind as much. Yeah, there's been a, a couple things where, yeah, people just like catching chinchampas, I don't mind either. Yeah, just stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess the more boring stuff, I don't, I don't really mind. Yeah. Mine's like, I don't know if it's hated, but I actually kind of enjoyed doing the uh, 99 woodcutting just because it was so chill. Yeah. Another one, I know that this is kind of like, this is a yes and a no because I now like really like training runecrafting, which a lot of people hate, but it's because I love Guardians of the Rift. And a lot of people love Guardians of the Rift. So I don't know. That's just kind of like a middle one. Kind of hated, kind of not. Yeah. But probably woodcutting. I don't think that a lot of you like woodcutting because it is slow. Specifically, I like doing redwoods. And we actually have a response from somebody else on that. So for Divine Rank, their current ranking for their life is number one, sleep, number two, OSRS, number three, catching on shows, number four, eating, and number five, work. But moving on, our last question is going to be from Ivor again. What is your favorite meal and how do you make it? And it's funny because Ivor actually asked this last week, but he put it in the wrong channel. Also, I was going to ignore it anyway because he requested we answer this in our most chocolatey ASMR voice. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. No. <laughs> we'll answer the question for you. So, yeah. What's your favorite meal and how do you make it? Okay. Like ever or? I mean, that you make. I'd say that you make now that still. That I make now? Okay. Um, yeah, it's probably going to be my breakfast, honestly. Oh, yeah. Tell me your breakfast. Yeah. it's. He I, literally told people on stream today. I, I've had it every morning for the past couple, couple months weeks. probably oh, months, uh, well definitely at least a month mm-hmm. but um yeah so i've been eating a lot of oats just like regular rolled oats i actually need to buy more and not like the instant ones like just regular like old-fashioned he's, rolled yeah he's oats. very specific about which ones he wants yeah so this is it's it's has a lot of fruit in it ideally so you can either use fresh or frozen if it's frozen i just throw like usually blueberries and or uh, mango into a bowl Heat it up for 30 seconds. It's still cold. Don't worry. <laughs> it's just hot fruit. <laughs> no, it's it's still cold. It just makes it so it's not frozen. And then um, you put like a cup of oats if you're hungry, half a cup if you're not. And then you do, I either do flax meal. You have to grind flax. You can't eat it whole. So flax meal or hemp seeds. Um, I think it's hemp hearts. Or hemp, hemp hearts, se- yeah. Yeah, hemp hearts, I think it's called. But yeah. Either one of those, which I, I mean, this is, it's a very nutritious meal. Um, Probably why you like it a lot. Yeah, maybe. And then I'll also do like some, uh, like salt on it and then like just milk to the top, like it's cereal. Mm-hmm. And then I'll do like maybe like one or two teaspoons of maple syrup and then just mix it around like that. Nice. Yeah, it's like his cereal made of oats every day. Yeah. And a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you don't heat it up? No, I I, I can. You can heat it up for two minutes and it'll be just it'll be like oatmeal. It'll just be like oatmeal. But I don't heat it up. I eat it just like cereal. Yeah, he likes the cereal aspect of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really quick and it's really, really nutritious and it gets you a lot of fiber. And it's delicious. Yeah. Mine is so the opposite. My favorite thing, my favorite meal in general 
I actually cook myself usually. Wow. Who would have thought? Double cheeseburgers. <laughs> yeah. She's really weird about these. So Robert used to make these and I thought he always made them better. And then I started making them and now I feel like I make them better. Oh, yeah. Okay. So what'd you do? My little, my little uh, recipe. It's so easy. You just get thawed impossible meat. It has to be impossible. Beyond is not as good in this situation. Okay. You have to have like the little beef thing of it. What's it called? Is it just called ground beef? Yeah, it's 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 mimicking a pound of ground beef. Yeah, but impossible meat, which is vegan. And then you get that and you put salt and pepper on it. And that's maybe that's another thing that I do well. I put the perfect amount of salt and pepper. Oh, anyway, it was definitely okay. too salty the other day. But take those and then put them in the pan and like squish them down. So like almost like smash burger style. Very, very flat. I think that was that was the difference between Robert and I is I think I flattened them more because even whenever I ate meat, I liked meat more underdone or sorry, overdone. So I like to cook it so it's more cooked. And then I'm like super specific. I'll like cook it like that for two and a half minutes and then I'll flip it and put cheese on and put a lid on. And then uh, I would recommend vegan smoked Gouda cheese. That's the best. And then I'll leave the lid on for like two minutes and I'll take off the lid and still leave it for a minute and a half. And then I just put like mayonnaise on a burger and voila, impossible double cheeseburgers. I'm a chef. Yikes. Also, I have to microwave the buns first because we keep them in the freezer and then heat them up in the pan. <laughs> yeah. So based on those two things, it sounds like we don't cook, but that's just because... Um... What do you mean we don't cook? That's like my... F I'm like craving that. I'm going to make it tomorrow. I'm already planning it. Okay. Yeah. Based on those two things, it probably doesn't sound like we cook, but I usually don't... I usually make something different every day for lunch and yeah. dinner Yeah. Robert well. made like a sweet and sour like stir fry noodle situation last night. It was delicious. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of make different stuff. I'd say the, the easiest thing to make is, like, Asian cuisine. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I like I make that the most often. My easiest meal is my breakfast. He has his fancy one, and I just have a piece of toast. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah. yeah. I mean, toast is good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, what are you, what are your plans for this week? Um, uh, I finished most of the things that I wanted to get done last week during that one. So, hopefully, I'll continue this week, and I want to get to at least 70 range 71 uh farming and then i think that's kind of all i want to do um i i also want to do some quests and then i'll probably do hopefully a little bit of thieving after i get 71 farming but that's it nice yeah what about you um just reading more <laughs> i'm just gonna keep reading and i really want to see more purples i'd like to see a couple more purples in my name i'd like to a new collection log slot i've still not even gotten a fang or a ward so i'm like won't be disappointed in those. Nice. But yeah, I'll uh, I'll take what I could get raid some more. I really want to get more practice on experts because we did wipe a couple times yesterday. Yeah. But you should try some solos. I should try some solos, but I only like raiding when I'm streaming because if I get a staff or a pet off stream, I would be very annoyed that I wasn't streaming. Yeah, you can do solos on stream. No, but whenever I start streaming and I go to raids, people are like, oh, can I come join? And I'd oh, rather raid with them than oh, be alone. Okay. Yeah. I did one solo the other day just because it was right before an update, but that was like it. Yeah. Because um, I always have people who want to join, and if people are offering, I'm not going to say no. I'd rather go with them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, if no one's ever, if people ever aren't joining, I'll try more solos. I just did a 150 and I could do it, so maybe I could try a 200. Okay. Yeah. Solos, I'm definitely going up slower because I don't, I have like, sometimes it says that I'm the leech on expert and stuff just because I don't have as good of gear as everyone. And I'm like, I definitely more panic run. So I have less of DPS, yeah. which is unfortunate. So I need to practice so I could save up and buy better gear. Yeah, there's a couple times you get the archer or the sorcerer, but 
Mostly I get the picky eater lately. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It just means that you've eaten the least amount of food because I really rely on ambrosias. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's going to be it for us this week. If you guys want to stop by the stream and see me reading, you can at twitch.tv slash boonbabe. I stream five days a week, eight hours a night, eight plus hours a night. Like today was 12 and a half. Kind of depends how I'm feeling. Uh, if I'm feeling awake, I will stay up and go for more porps. And I may not get them, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, if you want to ask us any questions, you can on Twitter at BoonBabeOSRS or our Instagram and YouTube are both BoonBabe. Also, check out our Discord. You can join that via the stream and uh, you can ask us questions there if you want to be involved in the Q&A. Yeah, so I think that's about it. Thanks, mm-hmm. everyone, for listening. Thank Hope you. you all enjoyed it and we'll see you all very soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.